Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, we're going to take a look at this long, strange trip that we've been on as we review our last year of topics and episodes and discuss any updates that we have and just talk about the journey that is, well, The Human Exception. So we hope you enjoy uh, listening to this and having a bit of a flashback. As usual, expect foul language and uh, let's get ready for another Human Exception. One Craig? Only one Craig. Only one Craig. <laughs> I have my underdesk elliptical now. Okay, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, sorry. I thought I told you guys about it. I was really excited. Like, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> They're really I nice. I I could I was sitting. The only thing is my chair is not tall enough. Um, but I could sit and watch Korean dramas, drink beer, crochet, and exercise. And I was like, man, what a life I lead. <laughs> this is like the like ADHD perfect situation. <laughs> I, yeah, and I like I can't do one thing at a time. I always have to be doing at least two things. So it's good. It's That's great. awesome. I'm glad you yeah. got one. I really like them. I'm... It's not as nice as the one that they had at London Drugs, the QB. Um, it, that one's a little a little smoother and takes a little less effort, but also it might be that my chair isn't high enough and is yeah. making things hard. So yep. Jake was saying, I need a new chair anyway because I broke half of it. Um, oh, no. Like half, <laughs> like well, one side of my, well, it's got the arms, right? One yeah. arm completely fucking fell off. Oh. So... I have a chair with no arm on one side, and uh, <laughs> Not it scrapes my desk, which isn't Ooh. nice, so my desk is yeah. a little chewed up. Um, but yeah, so I would yeah. like a pink, tall computer chair that I can sit cross-legged in. So my requirements. All right. Uh, well, welcome back to the Human Exception. And today is the 30th, but tomorrow's the 31st of... October, which is our one-year anniversary. Woo! We've been doing this for one fucking year. (laughs) Just for you, Hallie. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, this week we broke 3,000 downloads. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's that's, that's great. Shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember Um, when you said 1,000 and we were like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're at 3,000 downloads now. Who actually listens to us for that long? Come on now. (laughs) You know, like, we only have 47 episodes and 3,000 downloads. So it's people that, they can't just be the, it can't just be one person. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I did not download it on every single item that I have. So I'm pretty impressed. (laughs) Right? I mean, we would appreciate it if you did. But that's at the point that it can't just be our friends. We don't have that many friends. No. <laughs> well, thank you all who are listening. Well, now you're our friend because you listen, right? That's how yeah, and we're all friends. 
those 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 parasocial relationships. Hi, good morning. Yeah. Oh, good morning, Jake. Good morning, Jake. Hello. Jake's like you can edit that out in post. No, <laughs> a wild husband appears. Um. So, yeah. hey, Kayla, question. Yes. Real quick, I was thinking maybe we should mention that uh, we're doing NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Oh. If people want to join. souls. <laughs> I always call it NaNoWriMo, and I've never heard anyone say NaNoWriMo before. <laughs> well, now you have. <laughs> I don't well, even I know guess, what's the right I way, I guess it really. makes more sense because it's writing. writing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that does make more sense. That's how my brain looks at yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Nathan, Hallie, and I, um, and some of the other people in the Hex Discord channel, which you guys can join, um, are going to be doing NaNoWriMo, NaNoWriMo, however you want to call it, which is the National National Novel Writing Month. Um, it's You check it out at NaNoWriMo.com or .org, and it's to help raise literary awareness and raise money for building libraries and stuff and providing books to children and all that awesome things. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So yes! 50,000 50, words in one month is what your total oh, goal is. <laughs> This will be my 14th um, year doing it. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, god. how? Because <laughs> I've been doing it since high school. <laughs> oh, I tried, yeah. but I couldn't. I it's, can't. That's a lot. And and to say, I, I want to make sure that people understand that that's the goal, but everyone can set different goals. Oh, for sure. And like for some people, it's I'm going to get my outline and write the first three chapters, and they don't do necessarily a word count. Like it's it's one of those things where I think the fifty thousand's been there since the beginning. That kind mm -hmm. of mindset, but they've you know as the years have gone on, they've adapted this more like whatever works for you, kind of a thing. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, yes. um, if you're interested in doing that, check that out. Or um, you want to join our writing crew, go ahead and join us on our Discord. Link is on our contact page at thehumanexception.com. Um, side note, I definitely thought that that was for like specifically people in Nanaimo when I saw it. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't realize <laughs> oh. that there were that many people in Nanaimo. <laughs> None awesome. of us are. <laughs> no, just me. Just me. Well, Jake's in the channel too. but <laughs> Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. He doesn't well, ever okay. show up, but he's there. He's always somewhere. On the roster. Lurking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, one year. Um, last year we've had six guests. Yeah. Um, 48 episodes. Oh. And 60 topics. Wow. Yeah. We really did 48 up. I'm sorry. That... <laughs> Right, like there's 52 oh weeks in a year. We only Holy missed a couple weeks, apparently. Holy <laughs> shit! We did good, guys. We did That's good. really wow. impressive. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be the 51st episode. Yeah. So almost deck 52, but yeah, one year. So we decided something fun would we do is go through all the topics that we've covered and just like talk about the reminisce, and also if we found any updates about it, we'll talk about those too. So I've broken up our topic lists. Um, we each have a tab within the OneNote or however we guys set it up. Each um, topic is numbered so that we can just go through them in order. I don't know if you really erased your numbers on your notes or anything, but I've got the list here. Uh, so, Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm trying to get back in the thing. All right. Cool, 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 cool. All right. So our first, very first topic 
of the official show was uh, the secret room behind Mount Rushmore. Nathan? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's where Q I... lives now, right? <laughs> oh, Pretty definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, I thought you were saying Q from like Star Trek for a moment, and it took me a minute to realize that that's why. About that. That's why that upsets me because <laughs> that's exactly where my brain went, like yeah. in an instant, and I was like, no, but <laughs> also funny. no. Um, yeah, I I really like this, just this like whole thing. It was so, I don't know, it felt like so surreal. (laughs) Just the fact that they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do this whole thing. And I've got this whole grand scheme to just celebrate America on the side of this mountain. And then in like typical fashion, yeah, you know what? We just don't have the money for it. So... You can just kind of stop at four heads and whatever you're doing back there behind Lincoln, not important. Um, so, yeah, have fun with that. But, uh, you know, thanks for coming out. Just finish the faces and you're you're out. Um, I just I desperately wanted there to be more. <laughs> um which, uh, as Courtney can attest, sort of led to my whole like text camp, real world text D and D campaign um, that we that kind of died off. Um, and it was it was good. It, it was great. It, like there was, should be something back there. There should be something back there, um, but there really isn't. It, there there is a vault. Um, there isn't much in it. Uh, there are copies of uh, of the Constitution um, and their amendments, but other than that, it's not really like a whole lot. Uh, it was originally intended to be this thing where, when people come along in the future, and you know, our current social dynamic as it exists doesn't people can come in and sort of understand what the what america was you know it feels Uh, it feels very pyramidy to me in the worst way yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it was and it was it was very much intended that way right like yeah i expect that this guy died with some sort of fulfillment being like i contributed to the american way kind of thing um but like and and how more american can you be than defacing a first Nations sacred monument absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) like uh, yeah um i i was also supremely disappointed in conspiracy theorists out there that only had like two or three conspiracies in regards to the whole thing. Um, like secret military base. That's, that's the whole premise of uh, team America. So like 
Get a little more original, please. Um, and then, like, there's there really wasn't a whole lot more, you know? Like, oh, it probably where yeah. the, that the proof of aliens was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, do you think it's because I, the monument itself is very underwhelming? Maybe. <laughs> right. Like, there's not like, a ha- whole lot. I forget. Have you guys? Has anyone else? No, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Hallie? No. Okay, it's very underwhelming. Like, you look at the pictures and you think it takes up, like, granted, I also grew up on Alaska, so most mountains are underwhelming to me. But <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no shade. Um, the Rockies are like hills, whatever. Um, but, like, the monument itself only takes up, like, a quarter of the yeah. whole mountain face, and it's mm-hmm. tiny and it looks like you have to sit in a car for hours to drive by it and it's like my family went and we we turned around and didn't go through the whole thing because we're like this is lame (laughs) (laughs) this looks sad and i I, it's like when we went to vegas like we left vegas the same night because we're like like this place is lame (laughs) yeah yeah like I expected it to be like going to the Grand Canyon. You go to the Grand Canyon and you have like a sense of awe inspired in you. Like it's like wow. And you go to like like the Grand Tetons, same thing. Um, the ocean, same thing. And then you go see like Mount Rushmore, and you're like, really? <laughs> the dude just did that. It's not cool. I much prefer. Um, my D and D setting version of it, where Lincoln is a lich who's hiding out in yep. his in his personal office behind his head, and so good. you know all of the other presidents have their own little like spaces behind their heads, which you guys never got to explore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know George Washington has a warforged version of himself stuck in there guarding Amazing. his loot. Um, <laughs> but you know. Unfortunately, this is the real world, and it's actually really super fucking boring. So. Oh, this is a bummer. Yeah, I'd rather go to the. <laughs> I'd rather go to the Grand Canyon because, like, wow. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is such a missed opportunity, man. You could have spun up some crazy like conspiracy theory. There could have been right? a whole like like we got a copy of Nick Cage back here who's protecting this copy <laughs> of the Constitution, <laughs> like. Like a that, figure of Nick Cage the whole national there. treasure thing. <laughs> That's that that is fucking amazing, right? Uh-huh. Like the the idea that like that is a fun. Yeah, it's completely batshit in the most fun way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like those were the kind of conspiracies that I was expecting when I was looking yeah. into this, and I got nothing. Man, cool like history behind it. The sad history behind it. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was it was sad across the board. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, we can we can stop talking about (laughs) more now. After that very profound uh, thing, our second topic was Brittany Murphy. which I laugh about, but really is horrifying. So yeah, Brittany Murphy was my first topic that we did, um, which, like, as you guys recall, was the, like, very suspicious circumstances of which Brittany died. Um, Was it her husband? Was it her mom? Was it the mold in the house? Was the house cursed? Was it the government? (laughs) 
there was oh was it um oh my god Weinstein oh right right (laughs) yeah so yeah no that was a that one was definitely one of my first big deep dives um and two weeks ago HBO Max let out a two-part documentary series called what happened to Brittany Murphy so definitely watch that (laughs) um it covers a lot of the details that um I kind of did, and with a few more things that I didn't. Um, it's a little bit salacious and a little bit framed to kind of make Simon Monjack look like a horrible person, which I think he probably was. Let's be honest here. Um, he was he was kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there was some, me. yeah. So there was some new details in there though that I did write down. Um, so if you guys recall, Ed Winter was the um, coroner that worked on both Simon and. Um, Brittany, and basically, you guys remember the awkward Larry King interview that um Sharon and Simon went and did afterwards, where they were talking about how much they miss oh Brittany. Oh my and... god, yes, yeah. So apparently, the guy who drove them to the Larry King show was friends with Ed Winter, and what? he told Ed Winter that as soon as the interview was over, everything changed. Like they they weren't all mopey and stuff anymore. <laughs> Like they were just like, whatever. Let's like pick up since she doesn't head home, kind of thing. Like just completely indifferent to the the situation, which is just weird. Oh. So so yeah, they hired his publicist. Um, and after Simon died, the publicist went to the house, and he actually saw a bunch of mold there. So we have a third party here that testifies seeing mold in the house. Mm. Yeah. So um, remember Brittany's dad got really into trying to figure out what was going on. Yes. And he um, hired Cyril Wecht, one of the like top forensic analysts in the world. And Cyril was like, yeah, it was definitely suspicious. Yeah. Um, he kind of came back and amended his statement a bit and said that um, he doesn't think that it's poison, but it was really more of an issue of neglect, which I think, to be fair, is probably the most likely case. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, my God. Wow. It yeah. really is. Um, so apparently Simon had a personal trainer that he used to um, go to with one of his ex-girlfriends um, and then like stopped going to him and then never paid him. <laughs> and then like when Simon and Brittany got together, he uh, decided to hire this trainer again. He's like, oh yeah, I'll totally pay you off whatever, what I owe you. And then just, you know, help me and Brittany and stuff like that. And so they had this interview with this personal trainer about how Simon brought Brittany to meet him for the first time. And he said that like Brittany seemed completely high and out of it. Um, and the trainer's like, okay, well, you know what? I'll contact our team and we'll work with her and we'll go from there. But when he contacted our team, he found out that they'd all been fired by Simon. Jesus. And was doing every and he was just doing everything. He was being her like agent, he was being her makeup artist, her hairstylist, all that. So she had no team anymore. It was just him. What's so she fuck? had no outside advocate of any kind. Yeah. Completely isolated. That's fucked. That's um bad. Simon also changed her phone numbers one day without telling any of her friends. Whoa. <laughs> what? Right? Red Flag City. Right? Okay. Oh my god. Um, so after Simon died, Sharon asked her publicist to sell some jewelry that Simon had purchased and it claimed to be very valuable. The publicist checked with two jewelers and found that it was all fake. And we told Sharon she was confounded. Simon had lied about everything and he had burnt $3 million between the, the five months between his, like his and Britney's death. 
Three billion dollars. How do you do that? How? What? Right? And this okay. left her with pretty much the house and whatever was left in the bank. Oh my wow. god. And do you remember how Simon had a child that was, um, I think in England or France, the the daughter that like no one really knew about? Hmm. I'm vaguely remembering that he like yet. left behind when she was like two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He like skipped town basically. Yeah, he has a second child. <laughs> what? So yeah, he's a son with a woman in France. Her name is Elizabeth Ragsdale. Um, they had been engaged. Um, and in one scenario that she told, because she was on the show, was like one night when she turned down his sexual advances, he told her that she had he had spinal cancer and needed to go to Monaco and get these shark cartilage treatments. Jesus Christ. And oh, she felt so oh, sympathetic okay. and stuff like that about her. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you have spinal cancer. Oh my God. Uh, and she consented to having sex then. Wow. Wow. Um, he never had spinal cancer. <laughs> yeah. So I need, I need charcuterie uh, treatment. So what I have to Also, it's not consensual if someone is manipulating you right. into saying yes. Coercion. Exactly. Yeah. He then started to pressure into having a child, saying that the treatments would make him infertile. Um, and he sent her to New York to have the baby while he was in Monaco. She called him when she landed, and he answered, then hung up immediately, and she couldn't get a hold of him no matter how hard she tried to reach him. Eventually, she reached out to his mother, who told her that he didn't have cancer, and that he was seeing someone else. She was so horribly, like, distraught by this, she wanted to commit suicide, but couldn't because of the child. And he just disappeared off the face of the earth, leaving her to have this child in America, and leaving her with nothing. Wow. This guy just turned around and ruined Why? people's lives whenever he encountered them. Cool. <laughs> so when he married Brittany, he reached out to Elizabeth and offered to buy her a house, basically to pay her to keep her mouth shut. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh, his son is named Elijah. He's 18 now. Jesus. Yeah. What the hell shit? Um... One story that someone brought up was that Simon and Brittany would take downers at night and uppers and caffeine in the morning. And from what Elizabeth said about Simon, he fetishized anorexia, which is probably a reason why Brittany lost so much weight. Mm. Yeah. And they remember oh, the... so sad. Right? And I remember the film in Puerto Rico where, like, she lost the job and, like, they made it seem mutual, but really, like, Simon was apparently arguing with the staff and stuff. Mm. Um, rumor Legally. was that, that Simon actually hit one of the, the crew members. What the fuck? Yeah. Winner. Just all around great. And the final, like, icing on the cake here is that Simon would keep her up until 2 a.m. every night, depriving her of sleep, which ultimately would also kill her immune system. Right. That is... Like, he wanted his own personal cult. What is he? He's a... He's a piece of shit. controlling narcissist. He's a special, special kind of human. Yeah. yeah. What a fucker. Gosh. Yeah, so that definitely leads me to believe a lot more about in regards to basically neglect and controlling being the ultimate cause of Britney's death, in my opinion, but... But to yeah. think that maybe that maybe her own mother was all like was just on the right to you and had no idea is kind of heartbreaking, though. Yeah. Who knows? 
You probably yeah. never know the truth. Uh... Yeah, so that was lovely. Um, <laughs> next was, uh, our next topic was, was Shakespeare a woman, Hallie? Woo! Um, you know, when I was looking at this a year later, it was interesting because um, there's no any kind of update. It's just people still having the same arguments. <laughs> You Sounds still like have group. about, yeah, yeah, basically, you still have like <laughs> three main groups of people who are just like, no, this was, he was a real person, and blah, blah, no, he he stole the work of a, a woman who was a freed slave in England, no, it was a, a different, it was a white, wealthy woman, and they just all keep having the same circular argument. <laughs> yes. No new evidence, just the same shit. Just the same shit over and over and over again. And I find the entire thing mildly fascinating because it, I I feel like there's always been that little bit of like, how could someone be so talented and so prolific, you know, back way back when and and that kind of thing. Cause like when you look at his contemporaries, I always I always think about Christopher Marlowe, who died in a bar fight in his twenties. Um and who who also wrote quite a bit, but if he'd lived 10 years longer, he might have surpassed Shakespeare. So I don't know if these guys just didn't have anything to do other than, like, dump their shit out windows and write all day or what was going on. But it's kind of amazing to me. Um, and, and I think it goes back to that, like, one person can't be that that talented. And, you know, he added so many words to our language and on and on and on. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes... That Stuff happens. Happens. People Sometimes you special. get a Steve Jobs who creates something and was also a horrible person. It happens. <laughs> Legitimately. I just, yeah. I found that they're still having the same arguments now. I found that to be very funny. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Why don't we just all go back to our respective corners and <laughs> leave it alone? I feel like this just shows that, um, people don't have really any faith in like humans in general like oh if a per person can't mm. be that talented to be able if to i can't do it someone else can then it's not <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah yep yeah although i i will use this as a very good platform to say if you if you're learning about shakespeare you're reading shakespeare's works it's okay to like shakespeare Definitely go read some of his contemporaries, though, because I happen to be a big fan of Marlowe's because that dude was fucked up. Like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> he was actually my introduction to gothic literature outside of Mary Shelley, because the stuff he wrote was it would turn it would make your hair fall out if you're a fan of Game of Thrones. Just go read Christopher Marlowe. You'll get what you want right there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like brothers, fucking sisters. There's a whole bedrooms. It's like real fucked up. <laughs> it's wild. Lovely. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next topic was then is Keanu Reeves immortal? Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> so just one thing. Um, in 2019, Keanu filmed a Netflix series in Sao Paulo that is supposed to be released this year. So there should be any Netflix series with Keanu coming up. Um, but way more interestingly than this, uh. In March of this year, a comic series called Berserker was launched, written by Reeves and Matt Kent. So, and <laughs> you'll love this. 
The comic follows an immortal warrior known as Berserker as he fights his way through the ages. The premise oh, so is it's an autobiography. Yeah, so the premise is he's a half-god <laughs> child that was born into a tribe of prehistoric people only to grow into a murderous, unkillable savior. And 80,000 years later in the present, where Berserker exists as a contract killer for the U.S. government. Oh. My God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's writer Matt Kent, uh, there's, artist, there's the artist Ron Garney, who worked on things like Ghost Rider. Like, the people that are working with him have some pretty good titles under their name. Um, and they're suggesting that their Hollywood collaborator threaded Berserker's story with his own personal history. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here's a statement from Keanu Reeves. He said, so yeah, about three or four years ago, I met with Boom Studios for a general meeting. So I went in to meet with them and they were like, hey, what's going on? And I said, I had this idea for a character, Berserker, that kind of like punches through chests and rips off arms, etc. And they were like, cool, we could do that. Do you want to make a comic? Have you ever thought about doing that? And I said, no. And they said, would you like to? And I said, yeah, that would be neato. So then we started trying to put a team together, and here we are. Wholesome. Amazing. So Netflix is also developing a live-action film adaption and the follow-up anime series based on the comics with Reeves cast as the lead. And I'm going to share you some of the um, art from the comic because oh, yeah. it's awesome. Because um, <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that bottom one, definitely. Yes. Oh my god. Holy shit. Right? Isn't he also, though, like one of the sweetest people? So there's no way he's like a contract killer ripping no. chests apart. No, he's no. super, super nice. Um, oh actually, there was a story that just came out um, that on the latest John Wick film, film he bought everyone in the crew Rolexes. I saw oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, like personalized with their like inscription on them. That's so sweet. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart. So yeah, that was that was the update on Kiana, which is still wholesome as always. <laughs> so wholesome as always, and he has a super hot girlfriend. So like, dang. Yeah. Live your life. It, um. Yeah. And then our next topic was cats in ancient Egypt. Oh, okay. I found something fun. <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, this was fun. So I'm going to give you this link. Um, the Met in New York, so the Metropolitan Museum of Art, uh, just had this really cool article that looks at some of the different pieces in their collection about cats in ancient Egypt art. So I'll give you the website and it'll be in the show notes too. But you have to look at these objects. These are My so goodness. cool. <laughs> I just want... <laughs> So there's cat like, everything. I know. There's like cosmetic <laughs> vessels. There's boxes. There's this really cool bracelet that has cats on it. It's like, what? These are, These I like are the, so cool. I like the painting of the cat chopping the snake. Yes! yes. <laughs> the, the cat, the one cat mummy box is like really dope looking. Um, yeah. It, it's, they have some cool stuff in their collection. So from the article, uh, and this is a quote from the article, as of the mid, uh, mid-third millennium BCE, cats and collars started to be depicted in tombs. These paintings suggested pharaohs kept wild cats as pets. Pharaohs and nobles would long continue to be associated with these noble beasts. And by 20th century BCE, a breed of domestic cat was found depicted in tombs. Around 1350 BCE, 
Prince Thutmose of the royal house mummified his beloved pet cat and buried it in an engraved stone coffin. While this luxurious burial is an early example of cat mummification, the tradition would continue until late Roman Egypt. So nice. it's yeah, it 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 re-solidifies what we had talked about in that episode, which is that they didn't because the the common misbelief is that uh, they believed that cats were divine, and instead it was they believed cats had a little bit of divinity in them. And that it was a way to be closer to their gods, and then the belief in Bastet came out of that, and so they kept cats close, and I just, these artifacts are so freaking cool. I love that, them. I, I do, I love it. It <laughs> is like a pure example of exactly how valued cats were. And if you think about, like, big big wild cats and they were like here come here kitty let me put a collar on you <laughs> yeah dude have you like, seen like the uh, what are they called the servals not well yeah servals but like there's a breed of cat you can get and i'm not gonna remember the name but they're beautiful and spotty and they're part wild cat like straight up fucking wild cat uh -huh. and, yes yep <laughs> and if you get one that's almost purely wild cat they're like fucking huge yep. and and murder murder beasts and they're amazing and i would take yep. one yeah they're so they're, amazing. they're a crossbreed between servals and domestic cats yeah yep. 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 you have to get them like the wheels and stuff yeah because they just they yeah. have so much and it's like a husky yeah you have to yeah. get them and yeah, exercise destroy them and everything, everything you own they'll destroy <laughs> yep they'll eat through the walls they'll do the whole yeah, yeah. they'll do the and whole thing you feed them raw meat and shit and you're watching oh, yeah. them and you're like, damn, you could eat my face. <laughs> yeah, like standing on their hind legs or as tall as you are kind of like. <sighs> so yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, I just think is so cool and there's always more info that as they find more artifacts and they do more preservation of these pieces. Um, and it's also interesting too because in the article they talk about how this, with cats, it wasn't... Com it wasn't like with wild dogs or, or you know, canines where they were um, domesticating them as herding or to perform, you know, those kinds of tasks. It's basically like, yes, we've studied the DNA and it's kind of almost funny that ancient Egyptians didn't think they needed to change anything about these cats, that they were perfect. Yeah, <laughs> they were perfect. They were perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I just thought that was fun. That's that's awesome. Have you seen the TikTok trend where you play a song? There's a certain song you play over your speakers and you watch your cat's reaction. And it sounds, it's like a fluty thing. It says this is supposed to remind your cat of when they were worshipped. When they were worshipped, yeah. <laughs> and oh my God. so I did it with my boys and both of them just like freaked the fuck out. Like standing up, looking around, like what's oh going on it was wild i don't know you, why i don't know if there's you'll like have to send that to us when we're done so we can check with our kids oh hell yeah yeah mm -hmm. they uh it's it's something to do with the um there was a musician like a classically trained musician a couple years ago who was talking about that because he started he had cats and he started making pieces musical compositions for his just to see what they would do and they would either fall asleep or uh they would freak the fuck out and it was something to do with the tone range yeah that got them 
uh, either hyped up their nervous system or made them be like, okay, nap time now, and then just kind of pass out. So, fun fact, um, the first Resident Evil movie um, was scored by Marilyn Manson, which fucked that guy, but whatever. Uh Um, And the director had a dog. Um, It was always on set and stuff, and apparently the original score that Marilyn Manson made made the dog just flip out and they had to change it. Because he was just using these weird tones that was affecting the dog. Oh! Wow. Okay. Well... Fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Nathan, you were up with the word homosexual in the Bible. Yeah, I honestly, there's not a, there's not a whole whole lot. The Bible's to, still wrong. The Bible's yeah. still wrong. Um, uh, uh, it's frustrating. I would love to get a it, biblical scholar on here. Right. Absolutely. I would absolutely love that. Anybody know what? Anybody? Anybody? Hit us up. Like, <laughs> you know, someone has a major in theology, anything. Yeah. I, 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 my grandmother has a, uh, at least a bachelor's in theology. I could ask her. I'd have to what? figure out how to get her on. But oh, <laughs> my, my grandma in New cool. York. She, and she's a very open minded, loving person. So she would answer all kinds of good questions, but don't swear around her because the eye <laughs> will get you. But- I think we could make a pretty PG episode. It's me that's the problem. To. I don't think it's just <laughs> you, Courtney. <laughs> no. But yeah, I could ask her. Or I could at least interview her and ask her questions and then Oh, that's a great that idea. Works, that would yeah. be a good that idea. That might be yeah. easier yeah. for her. That's yep. a great idea. Yeah. I think it'd be like also... less pressure. Yeah. I think I might also have uh, some Twitter mutuals who yeah. are uh, who are educated in the in the realm as well. I will have to go looking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm into hmm. it. But yeah, I, I, I there's not a lot more to <laughs> really say <laughs> except like a lot of religion will a lot of religions will refuse to step outside their own literature a lot of time or to bring in new ideas because it gives a legitimate challenge to their ideas right um you know and education and so on uh is a uh, I, the best the best way I can describe it is uh, is an attack on their beliefs, um, and it shouldn't be. So, you know that that's how a lot of people feel, and that's why you get a lot of these. Well, the Bible mentions this, so obviously God is telling us this. Um, so there's no need to go any further. There's no need to do more research. Just believe in God. Um, so yeah, it, it, again, even this not... carefully curated translation. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we we decided that these were the most appropriate words to to change back in the day, and you know, we just feel that it's right. Well, you know, when you're when your feeling is slapped, feelings are facts. 
Exactly. When you're when your <laughs> feeling is slapped in the face with cold hard facts, maybe your feelings should step down for a second. Um, and unfortunately, that is not at all how it happens. But yeah, um, we will definitely. I, I'll be bringing this up again sometime in the future, anyway. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's not a there's not a whole lot more I had on on that topic. Um, no new information anyway. So cool, cool, cool. All right. Next up was the Moonville Tunnel. Ooh. Okay. So the tunnel has continued to be a like major tourist attraction, which is causing some issues um, oh. because the bridge is definitely not uh up to modern standards so it is now like a full-on safety hazard and has been for a very long time we mentioned that um in the original episode when i talked about this supposedly haunted place in the deep uh woods of southeastern ohio um so it's been uh that the tunnel and the trail that's connected to it is now in consideration to be added to the National Register of Historic Places. And um, the application's already been approved, so now it's just up to the National Park Service to make that official decision. And they are re-engineering the tunnel and the bridge to help meet modern standards and reduce the risks of accidents, which is probably a good thing. Uh, There was a very recent article I will put this in here uh, for you. You can see some more updated pictures of it. They're basically going to build a new bridge over the tunnel to make sure because, of course, people are dumb and they do the thing. They're like, don't climb up here (laughs) and walk across this rickety-ass old bridge that used to kill people when it was running trains over it. It definitely is not up to standards (laughs) now. Don't do it. And people keep getting hurt. So they're they're redoing all of it. They're going to have to shut that part of the trail that's connected to it down and do all these things. Um, but they still hold ghost tours there. It's still like a big thing. Um, but the unfortunately, I find this unfortunate. The tunnel has been largely just um, desecrated with graffiti at this mm. point, And people aren't respecting the fact that it is a historic location. Um, because the town was built up around the railway railway that ran through there is long gone. Um, and uh, yeah, they've just kind of, people are gross and have decided to, you know, like write, I love Sheila in paint on the, or whatever the you fuck. You don't love Sheila. You don't love like Sheila. Sheila definitely doesn't love you. No, no, because you do dumbass things like graffitiing a historic place. In the woods that doesn't belong to you. Don't do that, please. Um, so yeah, it, I just found that really interesting because that was a much more recent article from the Athens Messenger that just talks about the new bridge and how they're trying to kind of restore this place, not only make it safe for people, but restore it back to what it used to be. That's totally. kind of it. Yeah, it's a good ghost story. I enjoy the. I enjoy the. I still enjoy the story about the guy who pissed somebody off in a bar fight, and then he just got like yeeted off the bridge. <laughs> Can you imagine how much better the world would be if, like, walls could spray paint people back, <laughs> or oh like trees <laughs> oh, could carve their initials yes. into other people? Yep. 
Like, yeah. hey, oh, I, hey, ow, like, could you stop carving that heart into me? Oh, th- great. You know what? Uh, here, like, just like, tree grabs a person. I'm going to carve my initials and my friend Bobby over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that feel, you piece of shit? Right. The only justification I feel like we get right now is when someone tries to poach wildlife in Africa and the wildlife fights back. I was oh, like, so nah, <laughs> nah, we ain't do it. Listen, and now, did you see the article about elephants are now uh, changing their evolution to not grow tusks? Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so fascinating. The fight well, yeah, it makes poaching. sense because the ones that weren't growing tusks weren't getting killed. We're getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I was like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, I am too. Because eventually it's just going to be Mick Jagger, the roaches, and probably some elephants and rhinoceros around. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, who is immortal. So there you go. Moonville Betty Tunnel White. and weird. She <laughs> doesn't get as much recognition as they should. Angela Lansbury. Oh, that's, She's I love that. Almost 102 and a Damn. badass. And we don't love her as hard as we love Betty White, and we should. We should. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> you should do a, You should do a, uh, an episode on Angela Lansbury. Badass biddies. We could do badass biddies. It's just going to be me talking about how much I love fucking Mrs. Potts and Murder She Wrote. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, and then I just start singing, and uh, the end is the end. Badass biddies is actually a really great idea because then I can do the women smugglers, the, yeah. what is it, the forty elephants. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sure there's some great people to do. Oh. Someone can do like Jane Goodall. Oh, I there love Jane Goodall. There you go. Yep. All right. Uh, our next topic <laughs> was the origins of private detectives. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That crazy <laughs> fucking guy. Um, I don't. I. I. There was not a lot. Again, like most of my, most of the stuff that I did, wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot. I did appreciate though that um, <clears throat> through this whole journey, um, this guy just kept fucking up, like. Sorry, not not fucking up necessarily, but like, like we just we were just going through I don't know, like I'm just trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around what I'm trying to say here. Um Well, like we were we were having the the whole the world was sort of and still kind of is, right? Like, we're just not seeing a whole lot of it. But uh, the idea of, like, defunding the police and, you know, how do we divert funds from uh, from one organization to another that can, you know, can be of more assistance to society in general. Um, it was the same thing with, like, the ambulatory teams as well, because, like, cops were fucking killing people left, right, and center when they were yeah when they were coming in and trying to deal with like medical situations that they weren't trained with um <clears throat> so like in the in the same way we're we're kind of discussing the um 
this is what defunding the police looks like. Yeah, we were discussing we corruption, corruption yeah. within uh, within the police department. So that's where I was going with that. Um, mm. Reading up on this really solidified for me the fact that holy shit, this has been fucking going on forever mm-hmm. uh, in the in this particular organization. Uh, it was you were an inconvenience, so we are going to use our power to cover up whatever the fuck we do to you because we can. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, as time goes on, it, it hadn't changed. It's, it's super important to understand that it, it needs to be fixed. Um, but the police have always been like this. So it, it's going to be a very difficult run to try and make those changes. Um, but yeah, it, it, it it's just one of those things where it's like, well, it doesn't, it's always happened. Um, and I'm not discrediting it because it's always happened. I'm just saying that, holy fuck. It, we need it, to was, do an, it, it was an yeah. eye opener. It was an eye opener. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit's fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I, other than that, I got, again, no more. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Next was the Tunguska event. So yeah, um, you guys call out. I covered the, the Tunguska event, which was an event in 1908, where there was a giant explosion over Siberia, wiped out millions and millions of trees, and like killed some elk, and a couple people got injured, and people didn't really know what caused it. But ultimately, it seems like it was from uh, astral body, like dipping into the atmosphere and then fucking off. So um, this is really cool, though, uh, that somehow got to tie this back to the, the word homosexual in the Bible. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Oh, my gosh. Was it, um, was it part of the homosexual agenda and we just didn't know? It was yes. all about that, all about that gay panic. <laughs> in 1908. Um, so in September, there was a fascinating find in the Jordan Valley, northeast of the Dead Sea. 3,600 years prior had been the city of Tel El-Hamam. Tel El-Hamam. Hamam. Hamam, yes. Tel El-Hamam. The settlement in its time had been the largest continuously occupied city since the Bronze Age and in the southern Levant, having hosted early civilization for a few thousand years. At the time, it was ten times larger than Jerusalem and five times larger than Jericho. So this place was fucking huge. Um... And so it's a favorite site for archaeologists and biblical scholars. Um, the mound hosts evidence of cultures all the way from the, oh my god, Chalcolithic? Chalcolithic? I'm going to put that in the <laughs> thing because I don't know how to fucking say that word. And I'm sure one wow. of you will have a vague idea. Wait, hold on. Oops. We can try. Yeah. Uh, go away. Uh, oh. Calcolithic? That, that might be yeah, that might be it. Yeah. So let me let me, let me check here because I have to know for sure. It doesn't <laughs> say. Oh, it's Greek, so yeah, it would be Calcolithic. Okay, so from the Calcolithic or Copper Age, um, it's all been compacted into layers as the highly strategic settlement was built and destroyed and rebuilt over millennia. 
But there is a 1.5 meter interval interval in the Middle Ages Bronze Age stratum that caught the interest of some researchers for its highly unusual materials. In addition to the debris one would expect from destruction via warfare and earthquake, they found party shards with the outer surfaces melted into glass and had bubbled and found bubbled mud brick and partially melted building material, all indications of an anonymously anomalously high temperature event, much hotter than anything the technology at the time could produce. Scientists now think that there was a Tunguska-sized cosmic event that was the downfall of, a, of this once magnificent city. The shock of an explosion over Tel El-Haman was enough to level the city, flattening the palace and surrounding walls and mud brick structures, according to the paper. And the distributions of bones indicated extreme disarticulation and skeletal fragmentation in nearby humans. The same scientists have, are, are also been investigating the possibility of another event that happened 1,800 12, years ago. So that means we've had a Tagusca event in 1908. We had one 3,600 years ago and one 12,800 years ago. Oh, that's, that gives me the heebie-jeebies for some right. reason. But well, we shouldn't get apart. one because it's thousands of years apart, right? So we should. <laughs> should yeah, okay. I would like to be long dead before the next one happens. So- Thank you. <laughs> Twelve thousand years ago. Oh my god! And then how? How long ago again? Thirty six hundred. Thirty six hundred years. And then was there another one recently? The one was in nineteen oh eight. That was Tunguska. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, we're a so, long um, okay. <laughs> so the interesting thing is that Talhamam has also been a focus of an ongoing debate as to whether or not it is the biblical city of Saddam. One of the two cities in the Old Testament book of Genesis, Genesis oh. was destroyed by God for how wicked their inhabitants had become, which came up at night in Nathan's thing about the word homosexual in the Bible. God. Amazing. One denizen Lot is saved by two angels who instruct him not to look behind as they flee. Lot's wife, however, lingers and turns into a pillar of salt. Meanwhile, mm. fire and brimstone fell from the sky and multiple cities were destroyed. Thick, smoke's, thick smoke rose from the fires and the city inhabitants were killed, and area crops were destroyed in what sounds like an eyewitness account of a cosmic impact event. It's a satisfying connection to make. Quote, all the, obser- all the observations stated that in Genesis are consistent with a cosmic airburst, Kenneth says. But there's no scientific proof that this destroyed city is indeed the Sodom of Old Testament. However, the researcher says that the, di- the disaster could, be- could have generated an oral tradition that may have served as an inspiration for the written account in the book of Genesis, as well as a biblical account of the burning of Jericho in the Old Testament book of Joshua. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. Um, I've also got a picture wow. of some of the, rim- the ruins. Yes. So yeah, oh, Tagusca event wow. could have destroyed Saddam. Wow, <laughs> Saddam. <laughs> Sodom? Sodom. 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 Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Right. Oh my gosh. That that again. It's just it's one of those like I'm not gonna go down this freaking rabbit hole because I know you all agree with me, but it's one of those things where it's like we don't understand what just happened. Oh God, did it? Ah, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's all it is. Is just fucking fairy tales. So it's like, yeah. and no offense to our religious peeps, like, I don't have any problem with people who use religion. I have problem with people who use religion as a cudgel on other people. Yep. Um, that's where my beef comes in. Um, so it's, it's it, to me, it's just, as someone who studied, like, a lot of folklore for a long, long time, that kind of shit is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also, this picture is dope. So, 
based on the ever shrinking amount of years between these events, <laughs> the next one should be in 2360. Oh, I'm, I'm long dead by then. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Keanu might be nervous. Uh, yeah, I'd be nervous. Uh, yeah, my right. mom. My mom just... thinks she's gonna live forever. So, oh well, I mean, you know, she might yeah, be scared. Mom, Keanu can just punch this... it. Couldn't Keanu, <laughs> the Berserker, just punch it and knock it out of the atmosphere, and then we're fine? Yeah, I feel probably. like he's more like Conan. I don't know. <laughs> I God damn it, Courtney! I almost spit my wine out. That was... <laughs> it's too early for me to drink wine. So, oh. Eleven thirty in the morning is too early for wine. It is not too early for a mimosa for some reason. No, it is it not is too early for wine. Mimosa is the nectar of the god of brunch gods. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we have any juice, or I'd make one because oh, we still damn. have we still have prosecco that I bought for our anniversary three months uh, ago. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. Bubbly, it would be. It hasn't been opened. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah, bust that out. Get a saber, cut the top of it we, off. We are one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, the next one's me again. Um, the next one was the Great Emu War. Oh, oh my god! Listen, yeah. okay, you have done something to my brain with emus and hyenas because now every time I see you pictures or videos, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna fucking love this. Yeah. So, in March <gasps> of this year. It was announced that John Cleese and Rob Schneider would be making a film, The Great Emu War. I need oh to spit. Oh, my God. So Aussie comedians Monty Franklin and Jim Jeffries, as well as New Zealand funny man Reese Darby, Darby, which is, you know, he's on What We Do in I the Shadows, Darby, a part of yes. Flight of Concords, um, <sighs> are also been attached to the film. Musician and animal rights activist Moby will be contributing original music for The Great Emu War. What? Moby? <laughs> yes. Uh, the original idea came from the film for the film came from one of Franklin's stand-up comedy routines. The movie will be shot in Campion District of Western Australia on the lands of the Nugar people and mainly employ local Australian cu- uh, crew. Quote, it is a it is audacious and fitting that the first big Hollywood film on Noongar land is a comedy celebrating how the country itself can turn the tables on imperialism. This is Bracknell, who is also Noongar. Um, amidst the calamity, a very special female character will emerge and do things that we haven't seen in any feature film. The emus will be created from a combination of in-camera in effects, CGI, and puppetry. The Great Emu War is set to begin principal photography in Australia in May 2022. You know what? Good for them for not using live animals. Yeah. And also yeah. good for them for employing, you know, native yep. people Australia while uh, um, well, working on that land. Yep. And I love it. I love Good. everything about Good. it. <laughs> we, I, oh my God, we're going to have to do something when that movie comes out. Like we're going oh, like, to with the way that movies are, you know, screening at home and stuff. Now we're going to have to do something. <laughs> and uh, here's a tweet that uh, from Rob Schneider with John Cleese is talking about. Oh my God. That is, that is just. I love John Cleese. So funny to me. Emus are the delight that you have introduced us to that is the emu is just i mean i knew of them but like you know just i don't have them here <laughs> they live on a different <laughs> continent like we don't have birds like that they're just so you cool. start an emu farm you know i'm not it's, kidding it's a bad idea 
I kind of sounds like my perfect life. Not gonna lie. Aren't emos just like ostriches, but like fuzzier and dumb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, ostriches, ostriches aren't, aren't smart, smart, are they? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I love messing with them. We had one at the rescue, and I was working at the rescue in Ecuador. And my favorite thing to do, which was probably not very nice, but this was when I was dumb and young, um, was to antagonize him so that he would like do his. They like put their heads down towards the ground and then they fan out their feathers and like whoosh them at you. It's so much fun. Not nice, but um, it's cool to look. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Oh, you gosh. know, just uh, <laughs> bad tourist things, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so next uh, was the Birdman of Alcatraz. Of Alcatraz. 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 Yeah. Is this a is this a rehab now? Fuck <laughs> a seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Honestly, I I got nothing. There was no no new information that I found on it. That's a lot fair. of the a lot of the uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the historic ones. A lot. There's not like no. Yeah, no, for sure. A whole lot going on. Yes, yeah, Birdman Alcatraz. That was fun. Um, oh, Hallie Teal Swan. Oh, this is where this is where my ire comes like full into focus. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate her so much. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the email we received? Oh God. Okay. So yeah, I'm not gonna go into details. Obviously, for out of the respect for privacy for this person, um, we were contacted what a week ago. Yeah, about that. About that? Okay. Um, uh, By someone who was looking for assistance uh, because a friend of theirs had gotten sucked into Teal Swan's orbit, a.k.a. her cult. Uh, He was very worried for his friend. Um, uh, That kind of thing. And I will just say this. I feel like most of the people who listen to this on the reg or who listen to... Uh, shows like ours on the regular would know this already, but again, we are not doctors, lawyers, mental health experts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> um, so what we can do, and this was actually good prompting for us, um, is we'll be putting some some hotlines and some resources on the website. So thank you for prompting us to do that. That was um, not intentional. I know of this person's <laughs> email. Um, <clears throat> It, it It is very unfortunate that people like this exist. Unfortunately, grifters have always existed. Um, mm-hmm. And now they have the ability, pardon me, <clears throat> to be incredibly destructive because their reach is thousands of times more than what they would have had uh, back even in the industrial area or in the Victorian era or go back even further, standing on the street corner hawking their snake oil. So... Because now it's just like, let me post it on Facebook. And this is how we get, you know, all the shit that we're dealing with now. So with Teal, um, God, this was, oh, my God. It was so funny to look at this and then immediately turn around and look at Carcapos because the juxtaposition of, oh, this sucks even more to, oh, yay, birds. It was (laughs) doing something to my brain. (laughs) Um, So Teal's group quote-unquote, uh, that got kicked off Facebook 
because they were promoting uh, misinformation, um, uh, still operates. But in the wake of the Gizmodo podcast and different investigative articles and shows on her, she's kind of pulled back a little bit. So I was like, all right, there's no recent news articles. Let me just go poke around. Uh, she does still make videos on her YouTube channel, including most recently a video that deals with the truth and has a photo thumbnail of a red and blue pill. Fuck no. Yep. Yep. Here we go. Oh, uh, she has very recently launched two apps. One is called Frequency Guidance Cards, and oh the other one is called The Blind Spot. They are all Oracle card apps from her, which of course she charges for. Mm. You listen. Listen, I love tarot cards. I think they're amazing. I think the artwork is incredible. Courtney and I have had this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're really cool. However, Hill Swan is a motherfucking grifter of like the highest degree. And she has legit killed people. So no! <laughs> Do, does her app have like art on it? Because like, is it yes, art she commissioned? Yeah, no. Oh, it's like her art. It's her art. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Her oh, so she's a she's not like she's not like stealing someone else's art and then making no, money off of it or but anything. She, her claim is essentially like I drew this because the universe spoke to me, and now it will speak to you if only you pay me fourteen ninety nine or whatever the fuck. Jesus Christ! No. I don't fucking know. It's insane. However, we're gonna get to the worst part. This might be next to the Facebook group that she used to run that didn't help people who were in active mental health crisis who then took their own lives. Here we go. So she is still actively giving lectures and talks and doing events. And this includes her very recent new grift, which is called the completion process training. So she used to do this. It was just like a city, a set of videos and books. Of course, you have to buy every single one of them. And then you've like ascended or who the fuck knows. Um, you get to the PP level three in your psychic, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the course fee, who wants to take a guess how much this course fee is? For how many books? Or uh, No, it is an in-person. We're oh. going to get into this. Let me, i tell you what. Let me give you the- dollars Not quite. Uh, oh. $2,900. Okay. Um, it's still fucking expensive. dollars but- It's insane. Uh, so the Facebook group is still shuttered, the big one that she got in trouble for, but now there's one, of course, for the completion process training. And supposedly, mm -hmm. once you take the training, you can teach the completion process to other people. So I was like, what the fuck is this thing? Um, I from- I do want to say that the completion process sounds like completing suicide and it makes me uncomfortable. It's mm -hmm. really not great. Yeah. The entire <laughs> thing is bad. Everything is bad about this. It is it is the highest level of of grift that I have ever seen as far as like modern day let me just bilk people for it. Oh, this she infuriates me. Um so I went to the completion process website because of course they do that shady thing where it's like if you go to her website, you can see her shit. And then way down at the bottom is this link for the completion process. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, here we go. So from the completion process site, it is, quote, a comprehensive approach to healing core traumas that recur as emotional triggers that prevent us from living empowered lives free of fear. 
The completion process is an 18-step visualization that walks you through an emotional trigger, following the emotion to the earliest memory, then resolving the child's needs through both the mental visualization of resolution and providing awareness through the adult perspective of events that occurred. It's essentially still recovered memory therapy, which is not legit and has caused harm to people, so it is a different name for the same shit that she got in trouble before, and now she is supposedly teaching this to new people. It is batshit. Ugh. So, I want you all to look at this page. This is the registration application for this. Oh yes, her art makes me want to throw up. It does. Um, not to be like mean, but it, it does hurt it's my bad. face to look at. It's yeah. a lot of clashing bright colors yep. and well, and she'll like she'll have it printed on like backpacks and jumpers and stuff and say that if you wear mm-hmm. it it'll heal you and I'm going, no. Why? What? She can She can yeah. Yep, that's my opinion too. So when you look at this, um, this recent training is taking place November 10th through 15th in Salt Lake City, Utah, because of course it's Utah. Uh, They only take a handful of people. It's like 30 people. Uh, And then you have to go through this fucking buck wild application. I looked through it, so you don't have to. So when you go to this site specifically for the training, there's a massive disclaimer on it uh, that says, helpful hint, applications that are complete and contain thoughtfully created sentences are always weighed with priority. The application also asks for living about living situation and support structure if the applicant feels, quote, emotionally safe, unquote, in their current living situation, what relevant credentials they hold, specifically pointing out MA, social worker, PhD, MD, member of the clergy, etc. This is really interesting to me because basically if they get educated applicants, they can tout that the training has been supported and accepted by those types of people in society. That's what they're leaning on. It's disgusting. Uh, they oh. also ask for a headshot of the applicant, a photo with um. no hats or sunglasses. Why? Because then they can put your picture on the website once you complete the course and be like, look at how pretty everyone is. And if you look at the people who are trained as practitioners, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Got it's uh, all for that social media clout. If you look at these people, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. The it is, teal eye staff. It, this makes me want to throw up. Yeah. It is predominantly white, female, um, probably 35 to 55. Um, it's, it's, it's heinous. It's heinous. There is no such thing as self-sabotage. Bitch, that's wrong. Yeah. Because I've done She's, that. She's blowing the whistle on spiritual teachers, gurus, and self-help experts. Can I? Yep, um, I know. Yeah. You in that hypocrisy? Yeah. Uh, if you look at the bottom of the website for the completion training process, you will see that there is a large footer on the website that links to crisis hotlines. Some of them are legit. Some of them make me go, mm, I don't know about that. That is a huge footer. Yeah. Yeah, because they got in trouble for this before. No kidding. She, this is this is all to avoid lawsuits. That's all that's for. Because she doesn't actually believe in supporting good mental health. She just wants to make a fuck ton of money. Um, I also really want to note on here that their page of resources for people in crisis states, and I am quoting, although we are in the process of 
Okay, hold on. I need to throw up a little bit. Okay. Although we are in the process of clinical trials for this process, is not yet peer-reviewed. If you are interested in assisting with getting this process peer review, please research, please research, reach out to, and then there's a Gmail. So they're having people help them with their grift in trying to get this clinically approved. And I'm like, it's not, you can't. No. I hate her. Ah, uh, yeah. Cannot restate enough. How much I fucking hate this woman. And I do not use the word hate lightly. So yeah. She's heinous and she's doing her thing all over again. Just in a different way so she doesn't get sued. Still absolutely terrible. Still a pet a puppy. Horrible fucking human being. Horrible human being. Her And I also, I, I tried again to watch some of her YouTube videos. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this because she's like, what is so full of shit? Reality. <sighs> reality is just what we believe it to be. She speaks like a fucking cyborg William Shatner bullshit <laughs> peddler. And I want to yeet her out a window. <sighs> I'm going to talk about something happy later on because it just pisses me off. <laughs> Right. Um, next topic was also Hallie. It was your winter solstice episode. Uh, <laughs> go celebrate winter solstice and like do it respectfully and be cool and like research traditions and shit. That's all I got because it's amazing and I'm I'm into however people you know want to celebrate things. I think that's cool. Have a bonfire, burn yeah. stuff from the year that was sad, and uh, yeah. eat good food with friends. It, exactly. Exactly. Get a get a get a a witch light from an active Wiccan practitioner practitioner and hang it in, in front of your house to ward off evil spirits. Like, like clean your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. You it's a great time to clean your shit. house. That's true. That's actually a really good point. That's a good new idea. year. Yeah, new you. I mean, it's same New Year, same bullshit, but like, I don't know. I like to, because uh, I get overwhelmed by mess and clutter, but I also am a person who likes things. And so like, not, not every, every solstice or every equinox, but like, I will periodically at least three or four times a year go through and deep clean everything so like yeah. doing it on those holidays or in preparation for those holidays is a great like keep your house clean and pest free <laughs> situation and also it makes you feel better inside exactly just saying yep. it goes with the uh at least for me, my rule for the universe, which is if it brings you joy and doesn't harm anyone, including yourself, then just fucking do it. If you want to wear oh. a Godzilla onesie, get high as fuck and watch Christmas movies, do it. That sounds lovely. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I have no problems with this. Yeah. I want to watch Ghibli movies now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It, I, I don't I don't know. I especially as someone who's like very recently gone through some like bad family trauma, like traditions are great, but only if they're helpful to everyone and they mean mm -hmm. something. If they're causing harm, then throw them out a window and make your own or don't. Yeah. Do whatever.
or, or do you join a join a community that has stuff that makes you feel good exactly but do it in a respectful way i thought you were gonna say like. join a cult <laughs> i mean <laughs> technically what isn't a cult but also like don't harm people don't harm people or yep. yourself i think that's the, or yeah, yourself. that really is i find that to be not that difficult of a rule really um don't People be a shitty person. Don't be a dick. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so anyways. Anyone that's who the... has an issue with that is probably just a garbage person. It's probably a garbage mm-hmm. person. Yep, I agree. Uh so yeah, after Winter Solstice, I did Mary Lude. Um, uh, which, well, you know, it's still a thing. <laughs> uh, the beginning of this year in January, Mary Lude, um, they obviously couldn't go do their regular door to door celebrations with COVID. But they, did, they got together and did like a virtual show. Um, so unfortunately, I couldn't find anything about what their plans are this year. But hopefully they will keep the practice alive and carry on. So, you know, find your horse skull and go ask your neighbors for booze. See, and it's Love because, that. again, because you brought that up that I knew what was going on in Assassin's Creed Valhalla when that happened. <laughs> See, <laughs> all you need to do is you just get like little shooters and you just throw shooters at people like the little mini airplane booze bottles or oh, just I was like, what shots? are you distance. talking about <laughs> do jello shots wrap them in saran wrap and <laughs> just well some of them are pl- most of them are plastic right so you just check them at them and then it's socially distanced that's what ken kendall my mother-in-law she was doing that last year for halloween she had like a fishing pole thing oh. so she could fishing pole treat bags to the kids i just actually did all of her treat bags for christmas or for christmas for halloween amazing yeah i love she had like that. a clothesline of them and then she would like i was like just check them at him she's like no i have a fishing pole i have a fishing pole <laughs> my mother-in-law is pretty wholesome oh my gosh she is so sweet um yeah, yeah so- and her treat bags too are loaded so what? Because I did them. She had like five things of different candies. So we had rockets, which are the same as American Smarties, and then like candy necklaces, candy rings, and then three different chocolates I pulled out of. Just stuffed nice. them in a bag. I was yes. like, holy shit, is this what Halloween is? I didn't do Halloween growing up. Oh my god. Yes, this is Halloween. Does that we, like, do we did Halloween. Halloween. We didn't we didn't really trick or treat, so Anyway, derailed. I'm uh, done. Okay. Um, Nathan, Gryla the Christmas Witch. Um, I don't. I don't really have much more on this except for be good, uh, <laughs> because the Christmas Witch will come for you, um, and or one of her seven children, and Food or liquor. her big fucking cat that hides in the mountains behind the trees. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was so weird, but like, just super fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so after that was Baba Yaga, which oh, I yeah. can't that was anything new there. <laughs> uh, no, just don't make um, deals with creepy wood witches. That's all. That's all I <laughs> Listen, got. Listen, do you know? Creepy wood witches need love too. Do you know I how said loud? Make deals, not make love. Make deals. <laughs> and fuck um, them all you want. You you, you gotta deals. hashtag the monster fuckers when we uh, put this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
They just put a Baba Yaga uh, chicken or a house on chicken legs in the Witcher uh, season two trailer. And I was like, I know the, what the fuck that is. Hold up a second. <laughs> oh, I was wondering because I didn't actually yeah. like catch the legs. I was yeah, like... you you fight one. You fight one of them in uh, I think the third one. Yeah. Yeah. There's some like hags and shit. Yeah. It's like, what? There we go. Nice. That was such a good game. If y'all love video games, you should definitely not miss out on Witcher 3. It's It's been out for a while. It's real cheap. Do yourself a Straight favor. up, Blood and Wine might be one of the best DLCs I've ever played. I still haven't finished Blood and Wine. Fuck! Yeah. Oh, it's good. It gave me Regis, too, who's like the epitome of the opposite of what you expect from a vampire. And I was like, dude, you look like someone's grandpa, but oh, you're scary <laughs> as hell. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after that, we had the Lost Dutchman Mind. Mind. Mine. I can't talk so, today. Hey, you know, mind. Um, <laughs> the only thing that came out of my very recent research on this was that the History Channel, which we know is not about history anymore, um, produced a documentary saying that it had been found and it was all just bullshit. Oh. I was not. Yeah. Well, what, do, you know, what am I going to expect? It's yeah. like the one they did on fucking mermaids. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. they that. just don't. They they're not they're not a thing anymore. They haven't been a thing in a really long time. Um, so it, it everything that I had in that episode still stands. Um, you know, anyone who's claiming that it's been found or they found a bunch of bodies, don't believe them. It's it's probably long lost, and the clues as to where it was aren't even super accurate. So chances are, if you go looking for it. You might seriously get into trouble as far as hurting yourself. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't go in caves. I think that's mm -hmm. my biggest takeaway is just don't do it. Head the caver. Don't go in caves. Yeah, <laughs> Unless you are a trained spelunker, don't do it. Even then. <laughs> Even the then. I know. I know. Trust me. As I a claustrophobic. train. Oh. Unless you're a train, don't go in caves. Yeah. I'm going to go find the home of Thomas the Tank Engine. I'll be back. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, and then the next thing that we covered was the Final Fantasy VII house. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's, that's a trip. Um, oh. An innocent story. <laughs> well, that is an ongoing process. <laughs> that is an ongoing process. So, yeah. Um. As you, if you guys have been following along, obviously you know that we've done um, a handful of interviews now with other survivors. Um, I am actually in a conversation with three other survivors at the moment, two of which live in the house at the same time that AJ did. And we have a third one that knew Jack and attended college with him before he'd even met Jen. So some really interesting stories to come out of that, including um, a story about, I'll give you a sneak peek, about a Thanksgiving dinner at Jen and Jack's house when Angel was living there in which Jen had a total meltdown and served raw turkey. Oh my god, yeah. is Jen my mother? <laughs> Maybe. Uh... That could have been pulled straight from my childhood. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh. I'm, sad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the funniest I'm... fucking thing ever. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, there's some great stories there. I got to, I tell you, man. Uh, I Kayla, I have to say, trying to explain 
this weird <laughs> twisting set of vines that is this story it's really hard for me to try to explain it like i feel like if we had a do we have a primer on this because well if you go to humanexception.com there is uh the gen sega on the left there you, you go the into timeline. that page yeah it has a timeline it covers yeah. all the basic overview details there so yeah. i've been p- pointing people to that because i'm like listen I got something batshit, but I don't know how to explain. (laughs) I find find myself doing the same thing. I'm like, "Uh, have you heard of this? And then I'm like, I don't want to explain it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I got into a conversation with a couple of the guys I was out with. Uh, I'm not going to give any details or anything, but uh, I was at a bachelor party. I got got it's a week ago, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yep. And um we can we can, i can cut it out if it's too sensitive so just say whatever yeah, you want. so i was like oh fuck yeah this is happening and people rolling around like near me were like oh what's going on looks like a lot of shit going on there i was like let me tell you about this <laughs> uh so it was a it was a brief <laughs> description of final fantasy 7 house and jen's sort of perusal that we know from Final Fantasy VII, to Helsing, to Hannibal, and then where Monica popped up. And they're like, oh my god. And a couple of the guys at the table knew about it and were like, but we didn't realize that like, she just mm. started hopping fucking uh, fandoms and like, the whole thing. And obviously, like, um, you know, everyone reacts differently to to trauma and and, you know, um, and trying to get their information out there and trying to find people and make sure that they're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, anyway, that, that conversation happened while we were out at dinner and people were just like, what the fuck? Uh, so I ended up having to explain it like two or three times. And now I have this very short, concise, you have an elevator, uh, pitch. elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> elevator pitch. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that was I, wild. I, I it's funny because at the same time, like I was meeting up with um, and and this is not sensitive. I actually could probably get Morgan to come on here and talk about she's in training to be a a, a trauma and um, mental health um, uh, therapist. Yeah, Yeah. she's cool. cool. Hilariously, um, I met Morgan when she was 16 and she was one of my teen volunteers at one of the libraries I worked at. So we've kept in touch over the years. Um, and to, to give you an idea of how long ago this was, she's now 25. So this was, <laughs> this has been a little bit. Um, but I, I was trying to, we were talking about the things that we were most recently doing. She lives not too far from me now. Um, so we drove over to see her last weekend and then got the husband slightly tipsy on a beer tour. Um, but <laughs> for his birthday, <laughs> for his 37th birthday. Uh, but it was, it was one of those things where I, I was telling her about this and she instantly, like, I, I kind of figured that she might be interested in it from that angle. She was like, oh, I'm going to have to go listen to all of that. Cause it was not on her radar at all. And she's like, I just keep seeing more and more awareness of how, of the nuances of trauma, I think is what she had said. Um, of the nuances of trauma, how it, how it impacts people differently. And I think that, you know, we're all aware of that, but in general, 
that awareness is still not very widely accepted. It is, like she's saying, though, it is getting a lot more recognized now, which is great. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's it's one of those things where I just, I feel like every time that I I talk about it, I mostly just point people to our website and to the episodes because obviously that's like the, you know, secondary or primary source because people are actively telling their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, it really becomes this, it almost always uh, changes into this conversation about trauma and how this impacts people. There's that book, The Body Keeps the Score. Oh. I don't know if y'all are familiar. Um, no. It came out a few years ago, but it's been very popular because it's been adopted into first year experience programs at colleges. Oh. Into FYE programs. Yeah. And, I, cool. and I think like, I, I'm not saying one thing or the other because she, you know, touts Dr. Oz, but I think Oprah had talked about it at mm-hmm. one point. And the book is the book is legit. Because um, I've read it and just talking about how trauma uh, is intergenerational uh, mm-hmm. and how it does impact physically impacts ourselves and mm-hmm. and looking at it from that more scientific perspective. So it's it's one of those things where I feel like that story, Kayla, that you have been like doggedly pursuing has these larger reaching arching conversations and implications that I think we're going Mm -hmm. to be circling around for a really, really long time. So I personally, on a very selfish level, because I'm a selfish person, am very (laughs) grateful that you found it and that you managed to make these connections with these folks who were involved because it's it's been very eye opening. For sure. And yeah, no, if your friend uh, ever wants to come on the show or whatever and talk about trauma stuff, I'll, I think that'd be really amazing. I'll ping her because she, yeah, she's, Morgan's amazing. Sorry, Morgan, I know I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> she's she's super bright and I am so proud my baby grew up, but it's <laughs> one of those things. It's just like, it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say something to her because I, I think she would for sure. Um, relating to that, Hallie. There is a study done by the CDC and Kaiser, and it's called the ACE study, the Adverse Childhood Experiment Study that went on in the mid-90s, and it talks about how childhood trauma can cause health issues later in life. Yep. And like, it's fascinating. So I I put the link in there for you, and it's peer-reviewed, legit and not Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil bullshit. So I I looked at this when I first ran across this and I was like, okay, so this is this is yeah, this is fascinating. I, I would love yeah. to talk to a researcher about this because this is it's well it's bo- and, wow. and the thing is is you take you could take the questionnaire yourself as well. So you can take it right. to see what your ACE score is and the I think it's a higher your score the more likely you are to likely. have a yeah a trouble yep. in later life because of your childhood in terms of like health and well-being. And like mm-hmm. I feel like I had a pretty decent childhood but man uh had a had a pretty high score. <laughs> yep. Yep. I did too when like, I took this. Oh, I remember I'll that. Have to do okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting and could be like a multi-part series on its own uh, if we had someone who could like parse it down guide. and be professional <laughs> about it, which is definitely not me. I am a fish girl, but um, <laughs> different kind of science. <laughs> different kind different of science. science. That's okay. I think we didn't yeah. understand it, but like people, people science is real hard for me. 
So pupil science is, yeah, it, it, it's a different, it's a totally different beast in and of itself. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah. So then next we had our first guest, which was Robin the Viking. That's right. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Robin, they were great to have on and talked about um, being a modern practitioner of Norse religion. Um, and the group that they're part of the Bifrost that is like trying really hard to break down barriers uh, in Norway in regards to like LGBT rights and stuff like that. And trying to take back that Nordic symbolism that has so been so hugely been co-opted by like white power groups. Yeah. Which is really awesome. And she and they and they shared a bunch of uh mythology with us as well and some stories, and that was a lot of fun. And then I next I talked about hyenas. <laughs> uh, I love so, them. I love them I, so much. I did find something cool. Um, yeah. In August this year, it seems like some other folks began to get the message that hyenas are pretty dope. Um, calcium and phosphorus are the most important minerals in our environment. They enrich soil, growing stronger and more diverse plants, and much more. Now, naturally, calcium and phosphorus can be found in deposits in the earth and can distribute itself around an area through wind and eroding rocks and stuff. But turns out there's a much more efficient way that we've all been we've all just ignored. It's estimated that hyena dung is a thousand times to twenty thousand times more efficient at spreading these minerals than natural erosions. Wow. Hy- hyenas are infamous for devouring every part of an animal, most importantly in this case, its bones and marrow. Um, the high concentration of minerals is what makes hyena dung dry and white. And it's not just the bones that they eat that help the ecosystem. It's the tiny shards and splinters that get left behind after a feeding that are vital to the diets of many birds. Birds that don't have access to the splinters tend to have a much higher rate of metabolic diseases or calcium or phosphorus deficiencies. So not only are the hyenas cleaning up the plains, they are fertilizing it and providing additional nutrients for other animals. Heck yeah. Love it. Also, someone took a picture of a really cute baby hyena that I'll share. Oh my god. Oh my god. Look at the little hyenas. Uh, oh my no. god! No. It's <gasps> I love it's them. Good. It's too good. Alright. <laughs> so fluffy. Hala? 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 It's the kids' capo time. Yes! Birds! <laughs> my birds! <laughs> my favorite birds! I love them so much. So, very good news. The population has now officially gone over 200. We were at 170-something when we talked previously. I'm Aww. so excited! So, yay! Thanks for birds. Yay, birds! Um, really yay for interest- birds doing it. Yay for birds! <laughs> getting it doing on! It. <laughs> doing it! And interbreeding. Um, and yay. that's actually what uh, some of the studies have come out this year. So, researchers from the University of Sheffield and the New Zealand Department of Conservation's Karkapo Recovery Team have uh, found that the high rate of hatchling failure, which they have struggled with since they have been trying to rescue these birds for decades, uh, they've discovered that it is not primarily driven by male infertility, as previously assumed, but by a high rate of early embryo death across the population. So, uh, in reaction to that, they have trialed artificial insemination and su- successfully produced live healthy chicks from this. Ooh. So this means, I know, this means that um, this might be a new way uh, to do conservation intervention for the species. 
Uh, they also found that females who have mated multiple times hatch more eggs than those who only mate once. They are very picky maters. So this might be where the artificial insemination is really good for the conservation and the growth of the species. Uh, to remind listeners, or if you uh, aren't familiar with Karkpo, they are the goofiest looking fucking parrots you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, I love them. They're about 10 pounds. They don't fly. They supposedly smell like honey, and they are critically endangered to the point where uh, in the 19, I think in the 1970s, there were only about 50 of them left on this tiny island as part of New Zealand. So that's the only place where they live anymore. Um, and because they were all hunted by the uh, cats that were brought in by ships when Australia and New Zealand were uh, prison, mostly uh, like, yep, co prison colonies. Thank you. Um, so they, these birds are fucking fascinating and they're obviously, of course, because the population is so small, they're one of the most inbred and endangered bird species in the world. But because researchers just this year have actively sequenced the DNA genome for them, they have discovered that there are actually fewer harmful mutations than they would have ever expected. Oh, in these birds. Yes. So their data was showing that the surviving population on Stewart Island, which is where the, the Karkpos are, has been isolated for approximately 10,000 years. And this is a quote. During that time, harmful mutations have been removed by natural selection in a process called purging, and that inbreeding, inbreeding may have actually facilitated it. Interesting. So, this is fascinating. So in these really small populations, what they are hypothesizing is that this type of harmful, harmful mutation that might have already been there or might have existed in, in uh, if they were more spread out, that would have led to more genetic diseases. They've discovered that this inbreeding has actually been beneficial for the species. Hmm. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> And just like as it. an aside to our discussion of the TV show Love, or uh, you before, the professor's name is Love Dalin. Oh my god. <laughs> Researcher for the, at the Center for Paleogenetics and the Swedish Museum of Natural History. <laughs> so there you go. I fucking love carpos i think they are fascinating and their mating boom is still one of the weirdest things i've ever heard um related to birds and being endangered california condors this week had virgin births discovered so like females laid eggs that hatched that were never fertilized by a male are you fucking kidding me yep it's called parthenogenesis and basically what happens is one of the female cells basically fertilizes to acts as a sperm to fertilize the egg and it turns the it fucking basically clones them what yeah it's wild a uh, bird twitter was going nuts that's amazing um, yeah <laughs> so i was trying to see if there was anything about that being recorded with kakapo but i didn't find anything but it was like, maybe it'll happen. No. Who knows? Because we, we don't knows? know why it happens. Yeah, It's happened I, in reptiles as well. That is so cool. Yeah. But in a California 
condor, really? California condor. I knew this is what you were talking about. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So cool. I know. Just, I'm into just it. got excited. I saw it. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that I this this stuff is so, so interesting. And it's one of those things where it's like, if we didn't have these scientists and these researchers, the Karkaba would have been long gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, uh, hats off to all the scientists, man. They're trying like so hard to make those birds fuck. <laughs> to make those birds fuck. To make a condom hat so they will fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll oh. never get over that. Because they like to, the males like to sit on heads and do mating dances. Yep. So they made a helmet that was basically like a, a colander full of, with condoms on it so that the bird would mate and then they could collect the sperm and then, yeah. So good. All right. Uh, next, Nathan, is you with the Megalodon. They're still dead, right? They're, yeah. they're still real fucking dead. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, that's good. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got nothing. Um, that no, nothing new that I have found. Um, you know, I still think it's fascinating that like fucking big ass sharks have like two uteruses, and once they fucking like the babies still hatch inside and eat each other, and then then they're born. It's <laughs> fucking ruthless and hilarious. Um, it's a beautiful circle of life. It's a beautiful circle it. of life. Like, but also that like the female sharks just like store up sperm and are can be continually pregnant. Just like, yeah, I only need you really once for like the next three months. Well, it can be uh, dangerous, man. The rest of the time you could just fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't need you. Go away now. Yeah. All right. Um so our next topic was Icarus. So that was our first guest for the Gen Sega. Which is still wild to this day. Um, who uh, Icarus did have a, a, a scare over the last week where there was a chance that his um, cancer may have come back, but he has found out as of yesterday he is completely in the clear. Yay! yay. So, yay! Still no cancer coming back, which is great. Oh, yeah. Good. Fuck cancer. Fuck yep. cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, our next topic was in the Fernie Curse. Okay. <laughs> Thing it happened. Cool. Um, yeah. The next topic... local local history out in the out in the BC out in BC um, in the BC in the BC. Sorry, in the in the Kootenays, which is a beautiful place, by the way. But <laughs> you know, no more on the curse. Uh, next topic was then the Yukiona, which is the Japanese um, spirit that I talked about, uh, like the snow spirit that varying tales will essentially try to kill you or may bury you as long as you don't talk about it. Um, cool thing was that from October 6th to 15th this year, the University of Montana's School of Theater and Dance put on a very unique exhibition in place of a traditional stage performance. They created a haunted house-like experience, or as they called it, a haunted experience. Quote, when COVID hit, design students didn't have as many opportunities, so we wanted to give them experience similar to what they're missing out on because of COVID. So the haunted, the exhibition is called Haunted, and it features work from 40 different students and with four main scene designers who created a variety of things like costumes, prop sets, projections, and more to help demonstrate the stories represented featuring in these rooms. 
The stories were uh, Dracula, Yukiana, the, ha- the Haunting of Hill House, and Baba Yaga. Uh, so in the Yukiana room, um, there's a quote of a kind of experience of fake snow fell onto the audience members' heads and each made their way through a maze filled with fake trees covered in fake frost to mimic a cold. Winter night and the ghost of Yukiana. And here's a picture from that thing. So yeah, it was just kind of a neat little like alternative storytelling thing they put on. Eventually this hmm. makes... Oh, my files are too powerful. I'll take a <laughs> I hate that. Fucking Discord. It's the only like social app that has like limits. <laughs> or doesn't compress on its own. But yeah, that was just from the set for the Yukiana, which I thought was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, then that's we... very cool. Yeah. Right? Nice. And this is a random story for them to decide to cover it, but I love it. All right. And our next topic was the Morgan. Uh, don't really have anything. She's steeped in. Uh, I, I will say. I lied. I will say the <laughs> one thing that the more that I, I dug. The one thing that kind of irks me, um, this is a, a personal irk, and, and this ha- it's just like what you were talking about with, you know, Viking uh, culture and, and um, folklore and such is that people pervert it for their own purposes. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the Morgan perverted more and more just to sell shit, which really bothers mm-hmm. me. Mm. I know. Yeah, I fucking hate that. So it's one of the like, maybe don't do that. <laughs> but like, don't traditional do- artists. Don't do that. Yeah, buy buy from from traditional artists. Buy from ethical companies. Um, don't use it to sell your like indie artists or some shit. Exactly. Maybe just don't. You know, don't do that because don't grift. Don't grip. Don't grip. Like, see, Courtney, you're bringing me back to that grift thing again, which just makes me heated. So grift or no like... grifting. <laughs> grift or no grifting. It, grift or no grifting. Uh, it just. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. So they better. Go. All right. And then next up we have Kiralls. <laughs> um so when I God damn it. I almost wrote up a thing about people taking bleach. Oh no. Or, <laughs> or um, <laughs> Or imbibing essential oils. Yep. And I, I had that same reaction that Courtney, you just heard that chuckle in the background. And I went, nope, I can't because uh-uh. I can't do it right now. It's too close. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's too, it's too real. Mm-hmm. And I, here's the thing. Um, no. <laughs> just, just don't <laughs> read warning labels and abide by them, please. Just, just please. And as someone who, uh, do uh, some research. Don't no, don't tell them that because they'll say I did my research because I watched no, a YouTube like, video. People, people who like put like what like essential oils smell good, right? Fine, but like don't don't put ones out that could potentially harm your pets. Yeah, do oh yeah, that's a big you know thing. like yep. you you have ones that can't be aerosolized because it could hurt your animals right. and like please check that before you um, just throw stuff in your diffuser. Yep. I will also, as a as a side note, PSA, um, be very careful with drug interactions because as someone who uh, almost had to go mm-hmm. to the hospital the other night, uh, oh, just no. be careful. 
Um, You had a reaction from essential oils? I had a reaction from a pharmaceutical. Mm. Uh, Yes. So just in general, just be very careful. And, you know, when in doubt, don't do it. And don't, don't, don't be given tobacco enemas if you drown in the Thames. Yeah, yeah and uh, either. talk to your doctor before doing anything stupid. Yeah, yeah. Don't, maybe in general, <laughs> unless it has the proper label on it and the handle for it, don't put random things up your butt. Don't put anything up your butt. Well, you it's can. Really not good for it. You can, but I mean, it's, okay. it's got to be designed in a proper way. Right, and we've talked about that, but I mean, like, yeah. don't put random chemicals, yeah. any chemicals. Don't, yeah, no. no, no, don't, don't do that, don't do that, and don't. Lube is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcohol and is really, not. God, don't let like, my mom hear this. Why are they? <laughs> for anyone who is who's questioning why we're talking about this, the whole thing because it was just Kayla and I when we did this one, and I laughed my ass off. Get it? Um, is that <clears throat> they used to think back in the Victorian era is that when people were getting drunk, walking along the Thames and falling in and drowning, the thought was that you could resuscitate people by blowing cigarette smoke up their ass, and they sold kits for it. No logic at all. <laughs> oh, is that why you blow smoke up my ass? Yep, yes. that's the origination of yep. it. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. One of my favorite stories to date is that one because it is bad shit. Don't, don't yep. blow smoke up don't my ass. I'm so happy ass. right now. There you go. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's because otherwise, if if I went into anything more modern, I would just get angry and then want to yep. blow it up. So it's it, it's not good. <laughs> For sure. Alright, and the next thing we did was the Corrupted Blood Incident. That was me. That was the plague that occurred in World of Warcraft in like 2001 or some shit. Um, No real updates. The uh, scientists that did study the Corrupted Blood Incident are still helping out with um, COVID and doing research for that. So that's cool. Cool, yeah. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Medical advice only works if people follow it. Yep. Um, And then Nathan needed sleep paralysis was next. Yeah, uh, basically all I learned is that sleep paralysis is fucking terrifying. Um, I've never experienced it myself, and I haven't really found much more on it besides what I gave you guys in the episode. Perfect. All right, and then we had Elliot on as a visitor, or as a guest. That was our second gen guest um, who honored us by being the first person that they've really told their story to. So thanks so much, Elliot, for coming on. and being a cool dude as you continue to be <laughs> hanging out and sharing us your 3d models and stuff in discord we really appreciate it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um then our next topic was chuck tingle <laughs> <laughs> go follow chuck on twitter oh fucking wild Good. ride um down. he is so wholesome he is donating money um he's he's being a good bean he's being a good buckaroo um, you should be too. You should Everyone. be too. I happen to think Chuck is, is super endearing. Um, he actually just had just today had a, a set of tweets about um, his experience on the uh, autism spectrum. Oh. So I'll actually read from Twitter because I, I thought this was 
kind of pertinent. Uh, he says, my spectrum way made me strictly logical as a young buck. I would make objective decisions based like this and see uh, see hurt it caused and think, whoa, that felt logical, but results are in bud now that the timeline is worse. Learned that it's actually more logical to give feelings weight they deserve. So this is me saying I was once party of this goofball way long too long ago. We can all grow and learn and change, and that is important. Oh, I thought it was very sweet. Uh, he his newest tingler is. Meta pounds my butt well in an attempt to make everyone forget their unethical business practices after a rebrand. <laughs> Folks remember anyway, because altering your name isn't a substitute for real work on Amazon or Patreon. Fucking um, amazing. Fucking good. Wow. So good. Uh, and also just, you know, be a good uh, buckaroo. And he, he is actively uh, now saying, yes, I am autistic. And yes, these are the mistakes that I have made in the past. And while I, uh, oh, and also that uh, he is appreciating the suggestion of people to play him uh, in the cinematic universe or the TCU, he votes for <laughs> Stanley Tucci. So, <laughs> oh my God, I love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, I... If anyone out there that follows us is a tabletop, game player yes. <laughs> uh the tingleverse ttrpg is out there and it looks fucking hilarious it's delightful oh. yep yep uh i i highly recommend for a good laugh his books um <laughs> it's he actually uh there was actually another one from a little bit earlier this month that i also wanted to point out which made me laugh because Said new nonfiction book from Stanford professor of literature buckaroo Mark McGurl out with section about world's greatest author Chuck. Felt good to see Tingle next to Tolstoy in index <laughs> of this educational text where it belongs. Definitely proof love is real. Thank you, buckaroo Mark. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. So wholesome. <laughs> so Too good. good for this world. Too good for this world. Thank you, Chuck Tingle, for everything you do. All right, then our next one. Oh, this was our live episode. Yeah, um, so I did Fugu, the deadliest sushi. So, um, yeah, Fugu Blowfish, mm. um, which is a delicacy in Japan. Um, yeah, they continue to farm blowfish that has no longer has that toxicity in it. Um, it comes to become a lot more popular now, and the methods are improving to make the farm fish taste closer to the live or closer to the wild version as possible without the risk of poison. So yeah, there may be Fugu coming to you soon. Uh, Hallie, you did counterfeit wine then. I did do counterfeit wine, mostly about the story of Rudy uh, Kurniawan. Um, so there is an update. Um, oh, there is. I know. So in November of 2020, after serving nine years in correctional facilities in California and Texas, Rudy was released into the hands of immigration officials. And that's kind of where the story kind of had stopped. However, um, let's see here. He has uh, now been escorted onto a plane and quietly deported to Indonesia, where his family is from. This was big news in kind of the wine circles because people are still split on him. Some see Rudy as a hero, kind of like a 
a Robin Hood-esque type figure who, you know, bilked a bunch of greedy billionaires and proved that they couldn't tell the difference between a $500 bottle and a $10,000 bottle. Um, and then, of course, you have people who are like, oh, no, he tarnished, you know, the market and made us all look like frauds and blah, blah, blah. Um, and there was an article from The Hustle, which is talking about how there's a blog called Wine Fraud that estimates that the value of Kurniawan wines that are still out in the open market today exceed $550 million. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he is now a free man. He is looking to get back into the wine game. So we did not learn our lesson. And according to his lawyer... Rudy is settling back home in Indonesia. He's received a lot of inquiries about working as a wine tasting consultant because as we talked, his talent is legit. He has a rare palate that lets him be able to discern notes, sulfites, sulfates in these wines that he's actually very accurate on, on, on being able to identify wines, which I find fascinating. Um, and Rudy and his lawyer are claiming that the world will hear from Rudy again. It's like those guys that like hack the government and then get hired by the government. Yep. What? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very polarizing figure in kind of the wine connoisseur um, spectator market. Really, people are very split. I mean, he very famously, as we talked about in that episode, um, ripped off one of the Koch brothers who is still okay. very angry about it. And I was like, nah, you could have just like ripped him off completely. I would have been fine with that. Um, but he, I mean, he was legit counterfeiting. He was, he was bilking people of money. So it just, I, uh, you know, I honestly, I don't think there should be such a thing as a billionaire, but Hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's hard to get yeah. to, uh, I'm not too, one. yeah, I'm not too worked up about him and what he did. Cause he was, very intelligent and uh, has a, like I said, a legitimate skill that is exceedingly rare. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, and then after that was Leshy, the guardian of the forest. Yeah. Leshy. Um, <sighs> again, there's not like, there's nothing new, um, but like this, this is one of my like, absolute favorite folklore pieces um especially after playing uh wild hunt um yes. and just like the whole i guess i guess just how different it looks in different pieces of media in different like pieces of folklore that kind of have this guardian spirit um and like how it interacts with people that show up in its sort of realm, whether it's sort of a benevolent thing, whether it's just a guardian, whether it is worse. Um, yeah, I I just enjoyed you know kind of looking into it and and figuring out you know all of the all of the different things, but I never there isn't anything new on it. Um, but yeah, it was just cool. Right, and next was Bigfoot. Come on, Hallie, did we find Bigfoot? Sadly, we did not. Um, <laughs> all I found was that most places have a Bigfoot-esque, especially if you're in North America, um, kind of rumor, story, yeah. sure. Oogie Boogie in the woods. 
Boogie boogie in the woods. Boogie boogie in the woods that they don't know what it is. Um, nothing really any different. I I encourage people if you have any like interest or have any interest in Bigfoot, you very likely have a legend like this in the area or somewhere nearby or somewhere, you know, where maybe a friend or family member lives to go look it up. Every state has its own. And even like every little section of every state, at least in the U S has its own, like, yeah, I saw the Bigfoot. Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. It's not anything. (laughs) It's fascinating, but ultimately it's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a tall tale. Cool. Um, next was the Fresno, Fresno Nightcrawlers, which was those <laughs> dancing little pants caught on film. Dancing pants. Uh, fun story. Uh, there's a new video. Oh, no. So um, I didn't. Do didn't I want to like... see this? Or is it going to Oh, no, you know, you'll be fine. That's kind of more hilarious okay. than it is scary. Um, just skip to <laughs> about um, a minute 28. Oh, is that a bunny? What the fuck? Oh yeah, the kid's playing with a bunny. Oh, what the fuck? That kid didn't even react to those pants. Your pants walking down the street. It's the funniest thing. What? How you should probably check out the Fresno Nightcrawler. Like, oh page. my god, there's, I don't want there's to. tons of there's tons of videos Ugh. on there. They're cute. All right, so yeah, there's a new video. Um, I could not find any information at all about the source of this video. Um, it just showed up in this guy's YouTube channel, and I cannot find the source coming from anywhere else. Um, as oh. we know, it's not incredibly difficult to fake this. Um, <laughs> as we covered last time, but uh. It adds something else to the lore, so that's fun. <laughs> and the next, uh, the Yuba County Five, which was the five young men that disappeared out into the wilderness for no reason after a basketball game mm-hmm. out in California. Unfortunately, um, we still don't have any updates. Uh, Gary Mathias, no signs of him has ever been found. Um, we have Ryan Shetka. Yeah. Uh, so I was actually just. Uh, looking up this morning, his parents are still looking. Um, I guess it, it's been three years. Uh, so every year there is a, uh, like a, like a June update article from the area. Um, his parents are still putting the money in to have the, um, like the search team continue to search. Uh, they're coming up with new ways to to try and scour the area and figure out, you know, what happened. Uh, if they can find anything, so far there has been nothing. No, no remnants of anyone. No remnants of what they might think is him. Nothing. Um, I am going to reiterate, like I did on. Uh, on that episode of the podcast, if you guys search for Ryan Shtuka, uh, Shukta, sorry, uh, there is a um, there is a fund 
uh, if you're interested in helping out. Uh, his parents are paying for a lot of this uh, out of their own pocket to continue to search. Uh, if you're interested in helping the website, uh, Ryan uh, Stuka, I think Stuka, right? It could be. I don't know. Um, um, I, I wrote down Shrekta, but that could be wrong. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's, it's Stuka. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, there is a website uh, specifically for him. Uh, you can Google it. And uh, I believe their uh, their support fund um, is still going. Uh, so if you want to help out, you want to donate money, uh, if you have any information, I don't know if there would be any information from any of our listeners. Uh, they just want to know, um, like any parent would. So, yeah, they're February 17th, uh, 2018. So that's that's three years ago, more than three and a half years ago at this point. So, uh, yeah, still still an ongoing search. They're not stopping. Um, they do have a, a place where you can donate, where you can buy posters and apparel and whatever. And it all goes to to the cause to to try and help find him. So, yeah. All right. And then we had Jacob Gray. Right. Um, so that, I mean, they, you know, they found his remains like we, that was a, a really uh, kind of deep in rabbit hole that I fell down um, with his story. Um, obviously with having, that's the opposite of Ryan's having found him, you know, they've put him to rest and his family have um, kind of, you know, gone about their lives, which is probably good for them at this point. I, I want to, I think the only thing on this is I want to reiterate that people go missing in national parks a lot and mm -hmm. it's it's for a variety of reasons so it's just good reiteration to make sure that you have uh you're not relying solely on technology because a lot of times there's no signal or weak signal out there that you have paper maps i know that's like a such an antiquated thing um, that you read trailheads, that you take safety into mind, that maybe you don't go alone, even if you're experienced, um, and that maybe your first few times out on these more isolated trails to go with an experienced hiker, climber, etc., so that you um, you know have someone to rely on instead of your own um, recognizance, because it can the minute you fall, like with Jacob's case, the suspicion was that he had fallen into the river, he'd gotten hypothermic, and then he fell, and that's where he died. And that's why he died was because when you go into hypothermia, you start to lose your sense of balance yeah. and self and, and coordination, and you uh, take all your clothes off, and, and you... Yeah. Yeah, it, it it gets bad really, really quickly. And that's always been the suspicion of his family. That's what happens. So maybe don't yeah. um maybe don't don't go by yourself. And if you do go by yourself, let people know where you're at. Always also, always over over prepare. Like, over prepare. Yep. Because like I grew up in Alaska, which I've mentioned a lot because it's a big deal for me, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a big deal. Okay. Like, it's a big deal, okay? Like things are different um help doesn't come for hours and hours but like one mm -hmm. time my dad went for a day trip with friends to they were just going to go kayak for a little bit and my dad being over cautious brought a tarp that had a um foil side so it was shiny 
and a whisper light stove and some extra food just like because they weren't planning to do more than maybe lunch but he brought extra and it ended up that they had to stay overnight um which only my dad was prepared for and so they all huddled under his tarp with the shiny side in to help catch some of that heat from the whisper light and that's what they did so like you and their experience like my dad was it wasn't like my dad was a young guy i i remember this i think i was he must have been in his mid-30s early 40s with a couple other people who had also grown up had grown up in alaska and had done this before so like you never know (laughs) yeah 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 aaron said a caution and yeah always 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 tell people where you're going and when you're expected to be back all right, and then um, next was our weird weather, um, Hallie. Yes, I got a couple. So this one's more fun than I think it is anything else. Um, so I will, if it'll let me, me, let me do this. This is not me showers. This is just weird weather things that have happened this year. Ooh. I will show you what happens when lightning strikes an electric fence. Ooh. So does it zap? It goes through. There you go. That's what that looks like. So this lady um, saw lightning hit her electric fence in Georgia, uh, and their uh, camera caught it. So that's amazing looking. Pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like someone set off just a field of fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. It's cool. pretty cool. Uh, there were a couple weird things that happened this year. Uh, so five tornadoes at once happened. Some state had a bad time. Yeah, something had a bad time. This was actually in uh, Buenos Aires. Oh, so okay. this was not great. Uh, but you can see, you have to see this shit. This is wild to me. They caught a little clip of video of it. So if you hit the play button on that tweet, it's going to show you the five, essentially, funnel clouds. One, two, three, four, and then one more, five, over the building. Yeah. (laughs) And I went, nope. Uh, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it either. Uh, And then another weird thing, when northern Maine was the hottest spot in the U.S., Oh. Uh, yep. So, uh, Caribou, Maine, which is the uh, one of the farthest north towns in the continent, uh, continental U.S., uh, got to 95 degrees on June 18th and then 96 the next day. It was the hottest spot in the country, uh, and that includes even down south near Atlanta, where it was only 83 that day. This is all Fahrenheit, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, 96 degrees Fahrenheit is fucking hot. That's hot. Yeah. Global warming, guys. It's totally a myth. Global warming. Global warming. Climate Uh, change. I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. That's cool. The the five funnel clouds, I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Way too much. It's too much. I need to leave. I need to not be here. (laughs) So, yeah. And then Nathan, Seven Gates of Hell. Um, There's there's no real uh, new information on you know whether people are going to hell after walking through the the spoopy gates but um it people are still still fucking visiting this property uh that's that's all we really know 
uh, pissing off the owners, as people are wont to do. Um, yeah, I, this one was just weird. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, That's it. Yeah, uh, and I did a Plague of Locusts, so as you guys remember, locusts are fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> but in good news... As of October 19th, South Korea has approved locusts as an edible insect. Um, they've figured out a process in which they can be eaten where they're not toxic and can be used for food. So it says here the manufacturers should take note of optimal manufacturing processes, which has to have the insect fast for one to two days, then refrigerate for at least 12 hours before thawing at five degrees Celsius. Following this, these must be washed three times by removing wings and legs and then left in water for five minutes under running water for another 10 seconds. And then after the water is removed, sterilization at 110 degrees Celsius for 10 minutes is compulsory, followed by freeze drying at negative 40 degrees Celsius for at least 12 hours. And if the if the end product is going to be in powdered form, pulverizing will be conducted as the last step to a powder about the size of a thousand mesh or less, or 100 mesh or less. So that's all it takes to make a locust edible. <laughs> but Korea has figured this out, and um, yeah, they're going to make it as an alternative protein, and they're going to start marketing there which is wow. at least a good use for locusts um, and also will help out with like food shortages and stuff. Like, you know, insects are a very, very cheap form of protein, which is if we can get over our psychological issues with it, mm-hmm. um, could help us a lot and way less damaging to our environment in regards to like raising insects. Right. Um, as for the rest of the world that was being attacked by, by locusts, Kenya is now locust free. Yay! Ooh, that's exciting. Um, but in Tambor Springs, Australia, it looks like uh, locusts have been detected, so there may be a swarm coming up there. No. Mm. So if you're in Australia, anywhere near Tam- Tambor Springs, um, check the Locust Watch website. <laughs> Keep up to date on that. Oof. Yeah. All right, Hallie. <laughs> okay. My immortal. Now, we know that there's nothing new here, okay? We do know, however, that reading it out loud is a fucking trip. So, (laughs) I guess when we need, uh, probably around the holidays here, upcoming very soon, when we need more stuff, we will all get a little tipsy and I will read more of it. And our next episode after this will actually be the recent reading that we did. So, yes, we do have another reading coming for you guys. Oh, that one was Ooh, a boy. little a little batshit. I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, Ted the Caver. Ted the Caver. I got nothing. There's no updates on Ted the Caver. Aw. I was kind of hoping that Ted would like reach out to us or something or like realize that Seriously. we didn't say on him. Nothing yeah. so far. Ted, notice us, Senpai. <laughs> 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 Um, then we had Ong's hat. Ong's hat. Yeah, Ong's hat. Uh, honestly, there's nothing new. Um, I would love to get a hold of some of those like printed papers that they had. Yes. It it's just amazing to me that this was basically the the original like misdirection meme. It just so <laughs> <Yes>. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Other than that. Nada. Nothing new. All right. 
Then we had Courtney on the show. Remember that guest? Hey. Oh, yeah. Who's that? The one that never left. <laughs> <laughs> you got adopted. It's different. Aww. Uh, yeah. So we had Courtney on to talk about um, fish life and some cool facts about ocean critters, which was yeah. awesome. And I don't think I have uh, any new new facts that no, I know. No facts? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, then we had the ancient ram in. Yeah, ancient ram in. Um, no new information. Um, you know, just don't like build shit on intersecting, you know, magical ley lines, and you're probably going to be okay. Or graveyards. Or graveyards. No. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid sacred land. Avoid sacred land. Especially if that sacred land somehow manages to magically connect to Stonehenge. Yeah. Or, yep. You know. Or makes clowns come to life and attack you from underneath the bed. No. Also, no, also no, that. Nope. Nope. Yeah, no. Nope. Nope. See, I watched Poltergeist like way no. too young. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like clowns. I never nope. watched Poltergeist. I never watched. You no. shouldn't. Straight up scary with clowns. I watched the Brave Little Toaster. And it scarred me and made clowns not really? okay for the rest of my life. Oh no! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've yeah. been memory of this. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, clowns, clowns are clown, just creepy, dude. That clown yeah. ruined everything for me. Like all yeah, downhill after that. Yep. Thank yep. you. For that. Yep. You're welcome. He has a creepy ass voice too, and he tells Toaster to run, and I'm like, oh, I'm fun i feel like no one from our generation likes clowns nope no daddy daddy thinks it's funny our friend daddy thinks it's hilarious that i'm scared of clowns and was going to decorate his house with clowns for halloween and i was like please don't because i like coming over here yeah that's the excuse for again <laughs> murder yeah i just yeah. full out just like nah nah no i'm mm -hmm. not i'm also not a fan of clowns mm -hmm. um i especially hate like porcelain dolls oh, oh yes. yeah oh so god no um oh. so a, a a short aside um not except for this year and the previous year uh the peony here in vancouver usually has like their their what seven haunted houses up and going for fright nights um because i'm a masochist apparently uh they have a haunted dollhouse. No, no, no. I'm Did like, well, well, I, I have never in the in the eight years that I have lived here, I have never gone to fright nights, and every year it's always been a plan to go. And I'm like, well, I got to go to the dollhouse uh, because uh -uh. it scares the shit out of me. Uh -uh. Obviously, uh -uh. I have to like go through with that. Oh, good. Um, uh, I have never gone. gone. <laughs> Um, oh, no. so I've gone before, and um, I've done the dollhouse one, and yes, that one was terrifying. That was the one that broke everybody I was with. Yep, as it you. as it would. There was like a room that you enter that's full of mannequins and a strobe mm -mm. light, but there's also mm -mm. people in there. Mm -mm. And are they are mm -mm. they moving the mannequins? No, but they're coming towards you. Not -uh. so like nope. among the mannequins, you see no. somebody that looks like a mannequin coming towards oh, you. Fuck no, no, no. Yeah. What are the angels again from fucking Doctor Who? Weeping angels. Yeah. Weeping angels. Yeah. Like the, the 
So it's like a weeping angel situation. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. There's a game out that's like that. It's like a weeping angel situation with mannequins and you have to like have two people working together and like one person has to always have a light on the mannequins otherwise they can run and get you. That sounds no. terrible. what it's called. No. Yeah. I, I watched someone like... else play it. I can't play those things. Uh-uh. No. I've been in exactly one haunted house and I started crying and hyperventilating so bad that one of the actors had to escort me out. Oh no. <laughs> no, I don't do those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame do well so. I don't do scary. Which is like Mike pointed this out the other day. He's like, You can't do scary, but you listen to true crime like it's nothing. I'm like, Yep, go figure, dunno. <laughs> there's no explanation. Well, there was some study that was done that about for um because just says there's why there's such a percentage of women that are interested in true crime is it's a way for us to mentally prepare ourselves because we always feel like we're at risk. Yep. So if yep. we understand everything that happens as it has happened, that it helps us. Can I learn a new trick? Prepare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I learn a new trick to gouge somebody's eyes out if they're going to attack me? Yes. What are the signs that I can also be aware of that I wasn't aware of before? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, then, we, <laughs> then I did the Winchester Mystery House. Not really much to say there. They are doing a bunch of Halloween stuff. Check out their website. And then after that, we had uh, we did Theo's story, which was also that was a thing. And thank you again so much, Theo, for letting us share your story and talk about it. Um, uh, this is another Jen story, as we were mentioning before. After that, we did our campfire stories. So I told some of my favorite creepy pastas. Uh, Nathan read a couple old school stories, and did we do anything? Was there anything else we did for campfire stories? I feel like I'm missing something. I think I just read My Immortal. Yeah, which is the one we haven't posted yet. Which is, yeah. So. Well, there you go. There you um, go. Then we had AJ on, which is another person from the Gen Sega. So also, again, thank, AJ, thank you, AJ, for coming on and sharing your story. Super mm-hmm. appreciate it. Then we read the Final Fantasy VII letters. <laughs> the ones oh, that God. went to Icarus. Right. Um, then we had Paul Bregg. Did we miss the mermaid in? Oh, sorry. That would that would have been right before the Winchester Mystery House. Yes, mermaid in. What do you mermaid got? Alex? Not a single thing. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, that pretty much brings us up to our most recent episodes. Um, so yeah, we had the Paul Bragg, Kellogg's Young Living, and of course now we are doing the witches. The witches. Well, by the time you hear this, we'll be done the witches. <laughs> but, the witches. The witches. So that was our year, guys. Three thousand downloads, Woo. sixty topics, forty-eight episodes. We did. Thank it. you all. Amazing. Thank you guys so mm. much for listening and letting me get adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Best yeah, we- adoptee ever. Aww. Really, truly, like <laughs> it helped. Well, no, seriously, like it helps having someone like they. We already all know you, and yeah. you. Yeah, you've always been here, in my opinion. I just sneak. I just sneak in and just pip yeah. up. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Hi. Did you know about so, yeah. this weird thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How yeah, good are you at trivia? <laughs> I love trivia. Yeah. I'm good at specific categories in trivia. <laughs> I uh, I would. I know so many random things. Yes. 
Yeah, it's so uh, let's get ready for another year. Again, if anyone has any ideas for topics or stuff they want us to check out, please send it our way. I know we still have one we have to do from Harrison. We still have it. We haven't forgotten about it. Um, we'll try and get to that one soon. And yeah, I guess happy Halloween, everyone. Well, I guess Halloween will be passed when this is uploaded, but I hope your Halloween was good. Yeah, uh, Halloween is a state of mind. <laughs> I hope that you, if you so choose, did get marijuana in your candy bucket. Um, Tell us where to go for that. Yeah, really. Yeah, I would like to know. Let us know. I want to know, know who's spending so much thousands, money thousands of dollars to fucking yeah. it's too much. rack it's up too your much. kids' candies. Yeah. Like, not me. It is the least realistic thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Guys, no one is giving away their edibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sure yeah. as fuck am not giving away. My I don't even buy. Oh. I can't even buy my own edibles right now. Why am I giving them away? You can't <laughs> buy your own right now. I mean, I could. I just I go through them because you only get so many at a time. They don't have like the stronger. They have like that limit, right? You you, you have to go to one of the reserve locations. Uh, yeah, and I. I just haven't done that yet. So I think sure there's gotta be, there's gotta be a couple on the Island. I I'm sure. Uh, there, yeah, I think there's one in, um, there's one, not that far away. I just haven't like made the track and figured it out. So. Oh, shizzle. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks everybody. Ooh. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Eat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did it. Bye. And that's it for this week. Next week, um, we're going to have a bit of a bonus episode. Part two of our reading the My Immortal Sega. Um, and then after that, we'll get into our brand new season, um, which we have a very special guest, which we'll announce next week. As always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. If you want to keep up with all things exceptional, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and even now, Instagram at The Human Exception. Have a story you want us to cover? Want to tell us that we're wrong or you just want to say hi? You can call, you can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. And if you want to get on on the fun, you can join us on our Discord server. Link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptionally humans and have a wonderful weekend. so funny story so i was helping my mother-in-law clean house and do chores this week because my grandma's coming and she's gonna stay with her and um yep if she ever gets her (laughs) test back that's another story so she was like here i need to make cookies can you make cookies while i um while i do this other not fun stuff cleaning the bathroom or something and i was like sure i'm like so she hands me the recipe and me being me i only half read it and so i'm making these cookies and they're the chocolate crinkle ones with the white powdered sugar on them Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about they're great um
So I made the dough and I'm like, wow, this dough is really sticky. This is the stickiest cookie dough I've ever seen in my life. And it says to roll them into balls and roll them in the sugar. So I'm trying to do it, but it's like sticking to my hands. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? So I'm like scraping it into the powdered sugar and rolling it around. And then uh -huh. I remember, oh, I should turn on the oven. And so I'm looking on the paper to see what temperature it needs to be. And I read freeze for at least four hours before rolling. <laughs> Oh, which no. is why they were so sticky. And I was like, oh, yeah, you have to read all of the directions before doing a thing. <laughs> this is why I barely passed the reading comprehension for my English test to get into Canada. <laughs> good times. Which is funny because you are really good at English. So I speak uh... really good English, but my reading comprehension is not always great because I scan. <laughs> or I assume I know what's going on, and then I don't read the direction that says freeze. <laughs> I've definitely had moments like that, where it's like we plan for like a meal or whatever, and then I didn't. I missed the whole part. We just had marinated twenty four hours before. Oh Andrew my god! Shit. Oh my god! Yeah, like ah, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're improvising, kids. Let's go. Yeah, Goodness. pretty much. <laughs> uh... Um, did I tell Craig, you? <laughs> too many Craigs. Okay. That was the other one. Did I tell you about what happened with the penguin, Hallie? I don't remember if we've had this conversation yet. No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Okay. Uh, so like, you remember the penguin? He was the asshole fish that I had to like get a whole separate tank for, kind of thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the last week or so, or whatever. Like, I've been checking on the tank daily, like, watching the baby shrimp and stuff, because they're now, like, they're all, all out, like, quite frequently now. And they're getting quite big. So, exciting stuff. <laughs> um, and then I was, uh, you know, cleaning the fish tank last weekend, like I do. Um, and, you know, I cleaned it all up, and I put the lid back on. And, and I was, like, looking in the tank, like I do afterwards, just, you know, seeing how things are going. <laughs> And then I realized the penguin wasn't there. I was like, what the fuck? Like he's too like he's two inches long. He's too big to hide. Yeah. And so like I'm looking at everyone like, fuck, did he jump out while I was cleaning the tank? Um, and like I'm looking just everywhere for him, looking like to see if he fell somewhere behind the area. <laughs> uh but I couldn't find him. And he's gone now. So I'm assuming he must have died or something, oh. and they ate him before I even noticed. Oh. But he wasn't a small fish. What the fuck? And it must have been the like the shrimp that would have eaten him, like because the other two fish aren't you oh. know aggressively carnivorous. Car carnivorous. So. Oh my god! I didn't know that's a thing that could happen. Yeah, like shrimp and like crabs and stuff, they'll eat anything if it's like organic oh. material. They'll just eat it. Okay. Like they won't attack and kill. They won't attack and kill fish. Like crabs will in some cases, but like shrimp won't. They're not aggressive. Okay. Uh, but if it dies and they can reach it, they will eat it. Oh my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm still blown away because like that must be what have ha what have happened because there's no there remains you. left. Yeah, you were in the tank. Yeah, and like he oh, jumped fish. out. He's hiding really well. Hi. <laughs> Hey. I was like, no remains left. I was like, man, I need to learn that trick. What trick is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is the penguin fish I was telling you about before that went missing. Why He's not? gone. 
I think the shrimp ate them. It's what? totally possible. That's what they do, right? Like, there's just nothing left. Holy and shit. And outside the tank, so. Wow. Okay. Okay. So or yeah, he flopped out of the tank and the cats ate him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't happen. I feel like they would just, like, play it until he stopped moving and just like, get yeah. bored and walk away. And, and then leave it, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you clean it up, human. That's what you're here for. Yeah. They barely know that. I don't think they even know that the fish exists. Like, they're completely oblivious. <laughs> like, we've even tried, like, showing them. Like, That's I brought Freya up to the, the tank, and she's like, what is this shit? <laughs> Why do you care? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh... Not really related. Not really related at all. But I started watching the third season of You last night, and fuck it. Listen! Oh, listen! I. Kayla? <laughs> I hate I hate that you got me turned on to that show I hate it so fucking much it causes it. a lot of internal struggle for me because sometimes I'm rooting for him and then I go wait no he's the bad guy you're not supposed he's to want horrible to do person. The horrible okay. person but that's the but, exact point <laughs> no the, the whole so I've I've only been watching like bits and pieces coming in being like oh it's still fucked up. That happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still fucked up. And yeah, then I come it doesn't in, get better. I come into to the room yesterday and Kayla's like, oh yeah, so crazy. But I don't Mary, know if you want to spoil crazy. it. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Said, like, <laughs> so yeah, so like this happened and now things are worse. <laughs> but it just like, gets worse. <laughs> But hilariously so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, there's something really... The the whole... Her her interactions with the mommy blogger just kill oh me. Oh my god, absolutely, so fucking good. Absolutely wreck me in so many ways. Because I'm like, oh, there are people who exist like this. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now oh, I need to watch it. But after, it is. I can't, I've been you didn't finish season two, cave. did you? I did. Oh, you did. I, did. Okay. Oh, I, I ate that shit up. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Behind Her Eyes is in the same kind of vein, and I oh, highly yeah. recommend watching that if you haven't. And the I book is amazing. That, that oh, was super gosh. good. I read the yeah. book, and, and I was watching the show, and I was like, this feels familiar. This feels ripped off. And then I like looked, and I'm like, oh, it's because it's based on the book. Yeah. I have to admit, I've I've read the first book of you, and it's not nearly as good, in my opinion, because he's uh, he's way more skeezy and gross. Like he's very oh. focused on like, oh her boobs, oh her pussy, oh, and I'm like, who the uh, fuck are you? This is not the same. I don't want that character. The cast, like, the casting is so on the point. Casting in the casting is spot fucking on, and the female Victoria, I don't remember what her last name is. Uh, who plays love? The, yeah, who plays love? Oh, is I love so her. So goddamn yeah. good. She's also in um, Blind Manor and yep, the Hunting House of yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every I time so I much. see her, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And also, okay. if you haven't watched anything in the same vein, go watch Midnight Mass because what the fuck? Oh, that's I on need our to list. Watch Midnight Mass. Yeah. I might watch it today while I'm crocheting because it'll be daytime. It also has <laughs> Rahul Kohli in it, who I low key oh, want to be my boyfriend. I love that so, guy. I love him. Yeah. It's like, can you okay. please come over here, anyways? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After we got totally derailed. Um, Tangent. <laughs> 